Stand by to launch FanStream Sports. Let's start. Hello, sports fans. Welcome to FanStream Sports. Nothing. Nothing but pure sports. This is the JP Show. JP, it is so good to hear you back on the air. Stand by. Now, here's JP. Oh, it's a hearty good morning on this football Friday. Before we get to the Super Bowl, man, I'm jacked up. We got so many great things to come on this show today. Welcome to the JP Peterson Show. If you're listening on 102.5 HD2, that's awesome. We're back live on the radio. Or if you're uh, watching on YouTube or Twitter or Facebook or however you're digesting the show, maybe on uh, on a podcast. We love our podcast people. Thank you very much for checking in with us. Nick Geddes from On3 Sports is here this morning. Um, definitely going to take advantage of your expertise in the wrestling squared circle or whatever it is that you called that thing now that they do. Um, I'm even, I'm even all in bro. I'm all, I saw the rock on Pat McAfee yesterday, calling out all the Cody crybabies. We got the audio. I'm hooked. You got me in finally. Good morning. What's going on? Uh, good morning. It's about, it's about damn time that JP Peterson has got, a, there's a wrestling angle that has hooked you after all these years. And it has a connection to the rock. And of course the American dream, Dusty Rhodes. I, that's what I needed, I guess. Right. To go back. That's all to you Dusty needed. Rhodes, the American dream with the pie on it. Right. Global. And you remember Rocky Johnson, right? Cause he used to tag yes. team with Dusty Rhodes. Yes. And now we got their, now we got their kids going after each other. This, this is, is what too you good, needed. man. This is what I needed. Finally, I get a, a, a plot line that I can dig and I can get into. Um, it was so it's, it, it's infected the whole house here, much like, um, COVID or whatever the hell we got going on around here. The kids were even going back to watch Moana because they there saw rock on TV. And I'm like the greatest, one of the greatest show tunes of all time. You're welcome that rock right. did in Moana. That's one of the greatest songs ever. So it's just, now we got everybody into it. It's all their team. So we got in the, and it's great that the WWE and the NFL are merging in Vegas because now the NFL has taken up their, their model, their business model of scripting their oh season. We've got, no. uh, you know, We've got uh, the chosen one in Pat Mahomes, you know, since Tom Brady's now retired, he's now the chosen one with uh, Mr. Pfizer. We got to include big pharma and, and Taylor. So we got that whole thing written into it. And now versus Mr. Irrelevant, right. And the big bad 49ers as the villain. So I like that. I like that. They, you know, the script writers have, have done well. I think that you think they're, they're cross promoting, now the NFL and, and WWE and their scripting is that is that what's coming next? Is the Rock gonna jump down on the field or something at like halftime? Gonna they're gonna invade the Usher show with the Rock and Cody I mean, going I mean, at hey, it? That could last, be good. I mean, the last two time or the last time these two teams played each other in the Super Bowl, if you recall in Miami, remember they had the whole show before where the Rock came out and like did that whole like he did something he did a shtick or whatever with the mic that's and everything right. that's so right the, the president that's right. has already been set five years ago boom boom and he's been all over vegas so you know he's going to be part of the super bowl that's great that's good now the nfl and the wwe have merged and they're they're, they're co-mingling their plot lines this is fantastic this is great i love it i mean what more could you ask for what more yeah. could you ask for I, I do though. I mean, Las Vegas, Las Vegas this week. Like, I have to be honest. I'm we're watching it from afar, and I know you were at Super Bowl Radio Radio Row. What was it? Two years ago? Yeah, at LA. Yeah. And it feels like the star power that's in Las Vegas right now. Crazy. Like that. How is Crazy. that city still standing? 
Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm, I, he feels like everybody who's a who's who in like entertainment, sports, yeah. they're all in Las Vegas. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I didn't, I didn't want to go through all the, the hassle of doing it this year because the hotels were just ridiculously expensive. Right. Everything you do, like you walk outside, they're going to charge you $50 to breathe the air in Vegas. So I'm like, eh, really not, don't want to go for all that. But it does from, I'm, I'm got, kind of enjoying it from afar. Like, this is great. It's like enjoying it without having to go through all the hassle and security of doing all the crap. So, which is why we have uh, Lita Camper was out there all week for Joe Bucks fam. So he's going to join us at 1030. Corey Long has been out there uh, for Walter Football or whoever he's writing for. But he was out there. He, he, he posted some stuff from the Sphere. He went to see you two at the Sphere. So I want to get all that info from him as well so they'll give us kind of a little flavor of what's going on but of course baker mayfield's been all over the the rounds man Um, he was on jim rome last yesterday well he had some interesting things to say which we're going to play here in just a second i watched the whole interview and you know it's i i I just do not get the sense that you know he's you know got one foot out the door there's been a lot of chatter about him going to the falcons i don't see it I think the Falcons are zeroed in on Justin Fields. Um, and I think they're using Baker as kind of some leverage in that way. Um, so, yeah, I, I I don't think. But we'll we'll listen to him. We'll, we'll hear what his his tone. Uh, he got screwed last night for comeback player of the year. If he loses to DeMar Hamlin, I get it. I right. mean, just because everybody thinks it's a medical award, not a football award. How the hell does he lose to a guy that played six games, five games? Five games. How do you how do you lose? You played a whole season, a first place schedule, and won your division with a first time play caller and a team you've never played with before. You were you were you were thrown on the scrap heap last year by Carolina, by Carolina. That, that's that's worse than death. Can I say that? I mean, oh, that's. I mean, I- I mean, well, he got they got his heart beaten again, so it's it I mean, out I don't well. want, I don't want to make jokes. That's of it football death. It very... If you're if you're released by Carolina, that is football death. And he this is a football award. Well, I think we have two different things going on here. Like the NFL sort of combines comeback player of the year with like most improved player of the year. Like they mm. seem to be like they're all one award, and both yeah. those things mean two different things. I would agree. Like, if you did most improved player, I think Baker Mayfield would be in the running for that award. You could say he's in the running for comeback player of the award too, but my thing with last night, if DeMar Hamlin didn't win, it's like, how do you go to Joe Flacco? Like, why was it, and you looked at the voting, it was a two-man race. It was Joe Flacco and DeMar Hamlin. Like, Baker Mayfield was the bronze medal. Yeah. And he wasn't really close to either of those guys. DeMar Hamlin also got, like, eight more first-place votes, but... That it that or that didn't seem to matter. There was some kind of weird voting system that they changed, I guess. And yeah. Flacco ended up having more overall votes. I don't know. And he 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 played in like Demar played in five games. Listen, if they gave it to Demar Hamlin, I wouldn't have had a problem with it yeah. because again, like that's just that's a real life situation and everything, obviously. Right. But my my hang up is why was it Joe Flacco that makes who zero got sense all the me. buzz over a Baker Mayfield? Because like you said, Baker played a full season. He signed for four million and then some incentives. Everybody that was in that room and everybody that votes for these awards, probably not named Greg Allman because he's one of the the award voters, by the way. Yeah, yeah, Shout I saw the Greg. whole list and I'm like, yeah, Ira Kaufman and Greg people, Allman are representing you know our area, yeah. obviously. And these award people voting. are better than that. Yeah, but though all those, yeah. my point was, all those people had the Bucks as a as a last place team and everything, and Baker exceeded all those expectations. Yeah, 
You know, I mean, and I'm not trying to diminish what Flacco did. The, the, the Joe Flacco resurgence for those five games was that was one of the most out of left field things. Yeah, I, I have ever seen. OK, but, so I'm not trying to, like, diminish what Flacco did, but like, let's not act like he played at like an all pro level. Like they went four no. and one, but like he played five games. He threw eight interceptions. Yeah, like every Baker still had better numbers than him. Yes. Even though he obviously played 16 games, so of course, or 17, of course, he's going to have Which better Which you numbers. have to play through a whole season and but stay he, healthy. Yeah. He played know? through the whole season. He won the division. I know the playoffs don't matter in these voting, but he did win a playoff game. That's the part that just didn't make sense to me. Yeah. It, it, no, zero sense. I mean, who cares if you win the comeback player of the year award? But if we're going to have awards, like, shouldn't we, the people voting for him, like, have a clue? Like, that just made no sense whatsoever. Um, uh, of the other awards last night, um, uh, you know, I, I, I don't know. I, I didn't have a problem with any of them. Lamar wins. Lamar wins MVP, but was the first quarterback to win an MVP without being in the top 10 in touchdown passes or yards, which is a little bizarre. I mean, it was almost like this was bequeathed to him. His numbers were his overall QBR wasn't as good as, as many other quarterbacks. And I know it's not just numbers. I'm not having a huge problem with it, to be honest with you. Um, to, by total QBR, he was seventh. He was seventh in the league, and that's the ESPN QBR. Baker was, by by comparison, tenth. Um, Brock Purdy was fifth. Mahomes was first. C.J. Stroud, Josh Allen, Jordan Love. So Lamar's quarterback rating was seventh, but he's the MVP. Uh, his num his numbers are never going to be like of the top because of the way Baltimore runs their offense, obviously. Right. right. Uh, but if you're looking at the at the word, and this is where I, I I think there needs to be more of an emphasis on the word valuable, more than just the numbers award. Mm-hmm. Because I mean, if we're going off numbers, I mean, Dak right. Prescott hell had a had a great case, and he actually yeah. came in second for the MVP yeah. award. Uh, Purdy, same thing, but most valuable. Where yeah. are the Ravens at without Lamar Jackson? Oh, yeah, I mean, his top, top running back they're goes nothing. down with a, with an yeah. injury in week one. Uh, Odell Beckham was a no show for most of the season. Mark Andrews got hurt, and they went fourteen and three. Yeah, and it really was Lamar's heroics that got them to that point. So I do think he was the most valuable player um, because there wasn't really another slam dunk option. To be no, honest there really wasn't. I, I didn't yeah. have a huge problem with it, but you know, it's 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 interesting to note. Um, but just because the way, and I said this weeks ago, the way he wins games, the dude just makes plays to win games. It's not all about passing. It's and he with his legs, he makes right. critical plays to win games. I, I just have a bad taste in my mouth since since the, the 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 playoffs where I thought he was. You know, I picked the Ravens to win the Super Bowl this year. I expected him to play well in the playoffs, and he he crapped the bed. He killed me, and he cost me money. So I'm I'm a little uh, jaded. That, that's where he's the MVP. That's all you needed to say. He cost you yeah. money, and yeah. I have a now you he's have a MVP. personal vendetta. There you of go. Of course, you're right, hundred percent. But he he wins the MVP. Listen, I'm still upset that Brady threw for like 5,300 yards and 45 touchdowns in 2021, and yeah, didn't that, win the MVP over Aaron Rodgers. I'm still BS. trying to figure that one out. Yeah, that was total BS. Um, Hall of Fame class for 2024 was. Announced yesterday, uh, Julius Peppers goes in, uh, absolutely dominant player, one of the most incredible physical specimens I've ever seen. Actually saw him play in uh, in college, just unbelievable. Uh, defensive end Dwight Freeney gets in, a no-brainer, one of the greatest uh, pass rushers of all time, and not a super big guy, by the way. Um, one of those great Derek Brooks types where 
He was just a great, great football player and beat you with effort and technique and passion and smarts. Tremendous. Patrick Willis, maybe the best tackling linebacker I've ever seen. That guy, that dude never missed a tackle. And when he came, he came correct and mean. What a what a freaking football player Patrick Willis uh, was. Uh, Devin Hester, uh, record, record holder for kickoff and punt returns for touchdowns, finally gets in. Um, I don't... You can debate whether, um, you know, a punt returner should be in because we've diminished that so much in the game, which I'm, I I don't like. I think it's one of the most exciting plays in the game. So I'm okay with Devin Hester because he was the best of the best. No question. Although I think if I said the best returner I've ever seen, Deion Sanders. Yeah. Whenever he t- touched the ball, it was, he was, he was, he was going to threat to score. Uh, but we'll give it to De- Devin Hester. Andre Johnson. Um, one of the most prolific wide receivers in the history of the game. I know he's one of those kind of tweeners to me. You look at the numbers and it's a no brainer that he's in. Right. But do I, I mean, I watched him play his entire career from Miami to, do I think he's one of the greatest receivers I've ever seen? No. Well, I I do think Audrey Johnson deserved to be in, especially you look at context matters. This guy played with like 10 different quarterbacks in Houston. The best one being Matt Schwab, Matt Schaub. Uh, so it's amazing. True. It's okay. amazing what he to the to the numbers he put up, and he's also okay. like one of three receivers I think in the modern NFL history, and this is crazy, to lead the league in receiving in back to back years. Like he's only the third. He was only like one of three guys to do it, and he also had the All Pro. So I have no problem with that. I'll tell you where my two problems with the Hall of Fame is, and, and again, all these guys are deserving. Uh, Devin Hester is deserving, but if you're going to look me in the eye and tell me that Devin Hester is getting in the Hall of Fame over Antonio Gates. I think you're out of your mind. Antonio yeah, Gates is one of the is one of the best tight ends of all time. Agreed. Um, and I'm I'm perplexed as to how he was not a first ballot uh, Hall of Famer. I mean, he's top five in every or top three in like every metric when it comes to tight end and res- when it comes to tight end numbers. So I don't get that one. And uh, as much as I just I just said all those things about Andre Johnson, him going in before a guy like Tory Holt, who's been on that ballot for a long time. Mm-hmm. He's also very perplexing to me. I, I don't understand why Torrey Holt doesn't get more of a groundswell to get in the Hall of Fame. Go look at his numbers again. I mean, eight consecutive 1,000-yard seasons, six of them, by the way, 1,300 yards yeah. or more. Elite yeah. production, Super Bowl. Isaac Bruce is in. Why is Torrey Holt not in? Don't get that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the Dwight Freeney one, obviously deserving, but this is the part that I don't understand, and I actually did some comparing of some other players who don't get any love for the Hall of Fame. Uh, remember John Abraham, JP? Yeah, oh, yeah. Dominant the, the most Falcons. incredible athletes to ever play the game. Yeah. Correct. If you compare his numbers to Dwight Freeney, okay, and he played like 30 games less than Dwight Freeney, mind you. Huh. He's got more sacks. He's got more tackles, the same amount of forced fumbles, and more, for, and more fumble recoveries, and Dwight Freeney goes in ahead of him. Huh. And where's John Abraham? John Abraham's oh. never mentioned in Hall of Fame talks. And this is all, this, usually this stuff comes down to numbers. So why, is, again, Dwight Freeney, great player and everything, Hall of Famer, but John Abraham gets no love. And then the other one that I'm always going to bang the drum for here in Tampa is, is Simeon Rice, who has just like disappeared from the ballot altogether. Yeah, Bear his weird. numbers to Dwight Freeney. He's right there. So it's just kind of little inconsistencies. And again, I'm nitpicking here yeah, that yeah. I see with the Hall of Fame, but I understand it's really hard to get into. They only pick five guys, but it, you know, it's just the my deal, two cents. The deal is, you know, especially with football, 
because numbers, you know, when you get, you know, you have, you get to this point, five years, 10 years, 15 years after they played, you, you can only really go back and look at numbers, right? Because what are you going to go back and look at all their tape? I saw these guys play. I covered these guys. I know who they are. Like I watched right. them play and I get a feel like I can give you a feel, a real life feel for like, okay, you're playing against Dwight Freeney today. That's going to be a problem. Okay. That's right. he's a dominant player. You're playing against Patrick Willis today. That's going to be a problem. He's going to get 20 tackles today. You've got to figure out a way to block him or you'd have no run game. Right. I mean, they were just game changers. And I remember that about Dwight Freeney. I remember that about Julius Peppers. And you played against the Panthers. Julius Peppers was going to affect the game in a, in a major way almost every single time. And that's how I kind of, you know, I look at a, at a player for the Hall of Fame. When I look at Andre Johnson, when, you know, you played against Andre Johnson, you're like, oh, yeah, he's. He could probably put up some numbers today. Keep an eye on him. But I wasn't like, oh, Calvin well, Johnson. Oh, my God. That guy. Well, that was the or thing. Even Andre, Andre, jo Andre Johnson was in the shadow a little bit of Calvin Johnson and uh, Larry Fitzgerald. Yeah. Yes. He, a little bit. Yeah. He was always the like third. Both man of there. those guys, you know, I, you know, first ballot Hall of Famers. Right. Like those were unbelievable. So I put the, like, I put them in a Hall of Fame tier. I don't know if I get there with Andre Johnson, but the numbers are what the numbers are, you know? So I, I, yeah, if they you're, don't, if you're they the, don't if you're hand the, out thousand yard and hundred yard seasons, right? If you're oh. the third best receiver in the NFL for a, a period of time of your career, that's Hall of Fame worthy, in my opinion. And, and what I will say about Andre okay. Johnson, yeah. you know, okay. it's a good sign. You know who the big winner was last night for Andre Johnson getting in? What? Mike Evans. Yeah. Oh, because yeah. Mike Absolutely. Mike Evans already yeah. has more touchdowns than Andre Johnson. Yeah. And he's only like two thousand one hundred yards or something like that shy. Yeah. Of what Andre Johnson did, you know, Mike could get that in his sleep over the next two years, barring yep. some crazy decline. No, so absolutely. based on that, Mike Evans has a very good shot. I don't know if it's going to be first ballot because the receivers are kind of weird. Because like I said, Torrey Holt can't get in. Yep. Some of these guys have to wait longer than we think. Mm -hmm. But Mike Evans will be a Hall of Famer one day. I, I think I think also like Mike Evans, you know, during, since this Brady run. Right. I think he's gotten his deal like right. his, his due. I think people have noticed him and now they know. You know, Mike Evans is is a game changer each and every game. You gotta factor him in. I think I think that's you know, and this year I think was a huge step for him. You know, with yes. Baker coming in and not, you know, a fresh quarterback and not named Tom Brady for him to put up 13 touchdowns and then what what do you get? 12, 1300 yards again? 1300 yeah. yards? Yeah, I mean, that's just that's it that's that's Hall of Fame stuff. It's all there is to it. It's Hall of Fame stuff. But yeah, absolutely. Um, all right, so let's get to um we got to get to uh, uh, the Baker. Let's, let's do the Baker stuff first while we're talking some bucks here, and then we'll get to the rock stuff. So Baker yesterday uh, on um, Jim Rome, and he's been making the rounds. Uh, I don't know, necessarily think this answer was groundbreaking. It's kind of what we're here, but it, I always look at the demeanor in which he says it. And, you know, he's been so complimentary of the Buccaneers and the opportunity, especially on this, this interview with Rome. I mean, he was just glowing about the organization and, and the, what just the family feel and the relationships he has with the players that are here. I mean, if this dude up up and ups and leaves, I it's going to be shocking to me. It's going to be shocking to me. So let's hear from Baker with him on uh, Jim Rome yesterday. Quickly, what about the business of the business? I mean, you had an amazing year. You made it very clear. You're comfortable there. You love them. They love you. You are going to be a free agent. How are you going to approach that process? Do you want to stay there, or do you owe it to yourself to look around and listen? Uh, there's a little give and take, um, but 
I, I love it there. I, I did love it there. Going into free agency last year, I had the mentality, I'm going to pick somewhere organizationally top down. They do it well. They're about winning because at that point in my career, that's all I wanted to do was, was have a chance to win and be in a good spot and enjoy it again. Um, so I'll have that mentality. But obviously, I've seen what Tampa does firsthand. So, well, they, you know, the ball's in their court right now. Um, but, yeah, the, the, we would love to be back there. Uh, but, yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. The business of the business. I mean, yeah, I mean. He's got that wry smile on his face. I, I just, Jason Light and this group would have to really screw this up. Um, and again, I believe he's, his, um, his agent is Tom Hill. It's not one of these super agents that is, you know, all out to just got to get something on my resume. Got to make sure that Baker gets the biggest deal possible to make sure, you know, that's, that, that's what I can put out in a press release. And, and that affects the market. It affects negotiations when you have agents like that. I I think, it's a plus for the Bucs and for Baker, quite frankly, that he doesn't. So I think it's going to be a reasonable number. Um, I think it's going to make him, you know, richer than you know, beyond his wildest dreams still. Uh, he's got a baby on the way. It just none of it makes sense for him to go to Atlanta or someplace else. Yeah, he's like I said, he's going to be the top free agent quarterback on the market along with Kirk Cousins. So, you know, I'm not going to sit here and act like he's not going to have suitors because he is. And all it takes is one team to give him some outrageous offer. And at that point, Baker Mayfield, this could be the last time he has a chance to really break the bank. And if he feels like he wants to do that, more power to him. The name of the game, whether anybody wants to, you can't sugarcoat it enough, JP, and you know this. This is a business. Yep. And the goal is to get as much money as you can on the open market. That's just the, that's just the reality of the situation well, here. Well. For most guys, I, I think that's true. Um, I, I, we're I speaking, say for most guys, that's true. For the smart guys, it's not. Well, you heard for what the smart said. guys said. There's some give and take there, yeah. which I thought was code for like, you know, of course I want to come back. But, you know, at the same time, I do want to get compensated, you know, at least what I think my worth is. And I think yeah. the question is there is what does he feel his worth is? But if you look at the Buccaneers, they've done right by him. The entire time that he's been there, from the moment he got here, I know they they had the whole quarterback competition type of thing. And listen, if you go back to some of our shows during training camp, we had so many discussions about how Kyle Trask was playing well, and you know you could see a scenario where he was starting. But I think the Buccaneers always knew in their heart that they wanted Baker Mayfield to be their starter. Yeah. And even when times got tough throughout the season, and all the shows here locally, including ours, were talking about Kyle Trask, the Bucks absolutely never even, the Bucks never even considered it. They rode out with Baker. He finished the season strong, and listen, last night at the NFL Award Honors, guess who was sitting front row right there on the end? It's Baker Mayfield. Yeah. Why was that? Because he was so successful in Tampa that he rehabilitated his entire career, and even now with the new OC and everything, the search, they did right by Baker Mayfield. They found somebody they that he likes, and again, I know you've talked about it this week, Liam Cohen at his press conference, he said it out loud, I came here to coach Baker Mayfield. And here's Boom. the thing. It's it's one thing did was he consulted? I would say Liam Cohen was handpicked by Baker Mayfield. Like I I mean I would go that far. I mean you look at the connection between them and ask you know all the people that were, you know maybe Thad Lewis, but I think universally everybody thought he he's not ready yet. He's very young in his coaching career. But other than that, I think if there's one person that I said Baker would go to if, if when when Jason Light came to him and said and he did, what are you thinking for OC? What are you thinking? I think the first name out of his mouth was Liam Cohen. Yeah. I, I would I would I would bet a lot of money on that deal. Probably. Yeah. So and he handpicked the OC. 
He ain't going anywhere. And, and I think also, Jason, like, he's very smart, and the guys the Bucks have in the front office are very smart. If the Bucks were to lose out on Baker Mayfield, they know that it is it is going to be catastrophic yes. to, to their future yes. because yes. now you're picking 26. Yeah. Then quarterback becomes your biggest need immediately. Yes. Yes. And now you yes. have to force somebody yes. probably with that pick number with pick number 26. Yes. And you don't want to have to do that. Yes. So I think they're going to go <laughs> all out clearly to, to retain Baker Mayfield. Absolutely they are. Uh, and if you let him get away, it's a tr- it's a tremendous fail by the organization. Um, you know, if we're sitting here next week or in a month and a half, and it's like, okay, we just signed Baker Mayfield to two hundred and fifty million dollars guaranteed, I'm going to be like, okay, wait, yeah, that's not happening. <laughs> that's <though>. ridiculous. <laughs> that's ridiculous. You know, uh, but I don't think Baker or his agent is going there. I just don't think they are. I just I think there's going to smarter baker knows that he can't carry a team he knows that and where else are you going to any of these teams that need a quarterback find me one of those scenarios situations where you have an an all pro left tackle already in place uh find me a scenario where and again i'm assuming mike's coming back because that's luke getticky graded out as one of the top right tackles right you have you have have, may have the best tackle tandem you have one of the best tackle tandems in the league right and then find me another situation where you have a bona fide number one stud like Mike Evans, Mike Evans is going to come back because if Baker's coming back, Mike is coming back right. and vice versa. Right. So find me another scenario and that Godwin. has it as good as that. Yeah, and a Godwin, a consistent 1,000-yard 1A receiver who's who's going only going to be better next year um, in the system with Bake, with more weapons, with a better offensive line. Yes, they're all going to be better. They're all going to be better. You can chase money. You can change, but you don't know how you're going to get along with the the head coach or the offensive coordinator. You don't know where you're going to live. You don't know the hospital where your baby's going to be born at. You don't know. You don't know anything. It's all new. Why the hell would you want to do that? How much money is it worth an extra six, seven million a year? But at the end of the contract, the difference after taxes is, is probably not much to uproot your entire life. No. Yeah, and if you listen to Baker throughout all these interviews he's done, whether it's with Rome or or some of the other guys that he's done interviews with, he's been very consistent with the answer. And the one thing that jumps out to me is he said, you know, I didn't love football for a while, and then I got to Tampa, and now I love football again. That's like a, that's I think cool. that 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 means that's a lot. Really and cool. and I'm, you probably saw too the uh, exchange. I guess it was a hot mic on the K Adams show where her and Gronk were doing something, you know, and then Steve Young's in the background talking to Baker. And it sounded like the, the mic was supposed to be on mute, but it wasn't. It was a hot mic. And Steve Young was talking to him about it. And it sounded like Steve was kind of encouraging him, like, you know, to stay. Of course. To stay put and everything. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, because Steve knows. You know, the unknown can be a dark place. And who knows that better than Baker Mayfield? Look what they did to him in Cleveland. And look what they did to him in Carolina. He knows. He knows. You know, he went to those, you know, those places at one point were embracing them and that changed quickly. I think he trusts the people at Tampa Bay. All right. Uh, before we um, get to lead the camper, we got to get to the rock. We got to get to the rock. You want to set this up? <laughs> I don't, don't let me set this up. You, you set this up. Right. So, all right. So yesterday, this is on the Pat McAfee show and you know, all you Cody crybabies know who you are. Can I, I'm putting my allegiance now out there. And so, the Rock, obviously, 
you know, he comes out and he's spoiling the whole, you know, Cody's shot with Roman Reigns and every, it's going to be WrestleMania. So it's the rock comes out and spoils that whole thing. Oh, but we have a twist. So this before, yeah. So before that twist happened last night, this was on Pat McAfee yesterday afternoon with this is the rock replying to all the Cody crybabies. It was the Cody crybabies, yeah, okay. and these are grown-ass men. And uh, Cody got to finish his story. He got to finish <laughs> yes. his story right now. It's like, wait a second, hold on. Hey, Dad, you want to go outside and play catch with me? Not now. Cody's done <laughs> and I'm upset. The wife comes in. Hey, honey, do you want to go have sex? Not now. Cody's got to finish his story. At the end of the day, look, you got the Cody crybabies, and you have the Cody Cody fans, and then you have Cody himself, and there's a clear distinction between the three. But The Rock says this. Those Cody crybabies, the ones for every 10 tweets, they're shoving a chicken McNugget in their mouth. <laughs> for every 20 tweets, they're shoving two McNuggets up their ass. What? The Rock says this. All you got to do is sit back, know your role, shut your mouth, and enjoy the ride that The Rock is going to take your candy asses on. So hashtag that. Hashtag shut your bitch asses up. Hashtag Cody crybabies. Shit. For every 20 tweets, two McNuggets go up your ass. That is just That is vintage. That's vintage rock right there. That was so well done. That was vintage rock. Like a lot of people have said since The Rock came back like a decade ago, he's he's been more like Dwayne than than The Rock. That was classic 20 years ago rock, Hollywood rock is the persona he used to have. And that was it. Like, even as somebody who likes Cody and everything, that was so dead-on accurate. I watched it live, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is going to, like, break Twitter. This is going to break Twitter. And it Twitter. did. And then when you sent it to me last night, I'm like, it even found its way to you. Right I'm now. like, that there was you, crazy. There you know. They've, they've definitely uh, crashed through the ceiling. As Lonnie says, that's how JP sounds talking oh about Stu. <laughs> Absolutely, I'll take that. Only if I I could put it that well. Oh my God, yes, um, yeah. So the, Lonnie says the Cody crybaby crowd can be applied to so many fan bases. The same fans had Rock, Hogan, and Flair posters, and now they want to act like they never liked him. Uh, what's your take on this, Nick? I thought you I, were Cody crybaby. I am not a Cody crybaby. I I'm on record for saying that if WWE had a shot to do Rock and Roman, that is the biggest match they can put on. And that is what they are trying to do for WrestleMania, put the biggest match possible. So if they had a shot to do it, they needed to do it. The whole, the whole problem was, was, was the way they got there. And I explained that last week, how Cody won the Rumble, and yeah. it looked like he just handed the spot to The Rock. And that was where everything, that's where everything went rogue with all the Cody crybabies, obviously. But right. last night at the press conference, it was, it was absolute cinema in a way they got around it. And... Now it looks like we're going to get the match after all, Cody and Roman, but I think The Rock's going to have some part of this because The Rock is going to wrestle at WrestleMania. He basically said that on McAfee, he's already got his training camp, he's working out and everything, like wrestling. He's trying to get down to a certain weight and everything. So if anything, it's created more buzz, and I can't wait for April, whatever it is, in Philadelphia. It's going to be fantastic. Love it. Love it. Love it. Um, So so they, they switched it back, so Cody's now getting his shot. Right, so Cody originally said, like, you know, I'm not going to challenge Roman at WrestleMania, and then last night, Roman was like, you know, your time has passed, and now I'm going to pick who I face. He picks The Rock. The Rock comes out, and The Rock and Roman, 
like basically like they shook hands and they embraced and that's how I'm like playing it out now was, you know, how they get around what Cody said yeah. about how I'm not going to wrestle you at WrestleMania. I think what's going to end up happening is Cody's like, hold on, I let you have your spot, but then you come out on stage and now you're like hugging the guy, like you're flirting with him. And now all of a sudden this isn't what we I signed up for. So now it's right. like F you, I'm taking my spot back and I am owed it by the way. And then Cody goes after The Rock and everything. So now The Rock kind of is going to play the bad guy, it looks Did like. The Rock situation. slap him? Yeah, because Cody dissed his family. He said, like, you know, I look at both of you and your grandfathers. If they saw both of you now, they'd be ashamed of you. Oh. Is what Cody told them. And The Rock stepped up in front of Roman. Oh, it was damn. like, was like, you're talking about my ancestors. You're talking about my blood. Oh, and then he damn. slapped him and all hell broke loose. So mm-hmm. it was great. All right. Well, the NFL um, obviously taking a page out of that book with their own scripting this year. So here we go. How's it going to end? We shall see on Sunday. All right. Quick break. When we come back, Lee DeCamper is going to join us from Joe Bucks fan. He's been out at Super Bowl all week, uh, has some thoughts on the whole Baker Steve Young thing. He was hanging out for that deal. So we'll do that when we get back. The Jeeves Law Group is the place you need to go for your free case evaluation. If you uh, got a, uh, a total on your car on an accident, and didn't get the money you think you should have gotten, well, that's a, a sweet spot for the Jeeves Law Group. They can open a case for you and recover some of that money. Just all you got to do is give them a call. Go to that uh, website, jeeveslawgroup.com, and get your free case evaluation and uh, give them a call over there. Scott Jeeves be happy to talk to you. Back in three with Lee Camper. Stay with us. JP here for my friends at your local Synovus Bank, and I do mean friends, and I do mean local. One of the local managers in Tampa is John Acosta, big fan of the show, and I've known him for over 40 years. He's been in local banking since 1983. You talk about developing relationships, you don't stick around for that long unless you're doing things the right way and have a great reputation, and that's the focus company-wide at Synovus. Big enough to handle any complex international transaction, but small enough to answer the phone when you have an urgent question about your business or personal account. And for personal accounts, they have a very easy app that works great. You can do everything online. And for larger small businesses, you will get that personal touch and services to help build your business, taking your dreams and aspirations from the whiteboard to reality. We can make that happen. Let us show you how. For a get acquainted meeting to open a business or personal account, just call John or go to synovus.com to find out where your local branch is. All right, this is for all you guys who don't want to go to the gym and do 5,000 crunches. At Bay Area Modern Medical Center, you can get on the new True Body Machine where you can reduce fat and tone up your muscle. It's like doing 54,000 crunches in just 15 minutes. Define your body as you see fit. True Body offers personalized muscle stimulation that delivers the equivalent of those 54,000 crunches in just 15 minutes. Just get in touch with them at Bay Area Modern Medical Center, BAMMC.com. Chris Lugo and the team over there will set you up on True Body and get amazing results. Non invasive with comfortable and little to no pain and zero downtime. You can isolate and target those areas that you want to improve and treat multiple areas simultaneously. It's an amazing machine, so check it out at Bay Area Modern Medical Center, BAMMC.com. JP here for the Geddes Gordon Real Estate Group and our good friend Jane Geddes. Folks, simply put, there is nobody like Jane. 
Jane is a former LPGA two-time major championship winner. She was also vice president of talent relations at WWE. She also has a law degree from Stetson. So if Jane can drain a 10-footer to win the U.S. Open and stare down Hulk Hogan in the boardroom, you want Jane on your real estate team to not only negotiate the best deal, but find you the perfect home or investment property. And when you work with the Geddes Gordon Group, you become part of the real estate family and get concierge services that include expertly staging, marketing, and preparing your home for sale. Advice on golf properties. Hey, you might even get some golf tips. Many of their clients become friends long after the sale or purchase is completed. It's all part of the deal. So if you're looking for that perfect home or investment property or trying to get top dollar for your home, go with Jane Geddes and the Geddes Gordon Group because there's nobody like Jane. Call 813-485-6808 or go to geddesgordon.kw.com. That's G-E-D-D-E-S gordon.kw.com or call 813-485-6808. Let's go. Right now. Back to the show on Fan Stream Sports. All right, welcome back to the J.P. Peterson Show, brought to you by the great folks at Bay Area Modern Medical Center. Everybody's sick, right? So great time to get in tune to your immune system. That's what they do at Bay Area Modern Medical Center. They find out what you're doing in terms of your nutrition, your sleep, your exercise. It's a full, long interview with Chris Lugo before you get any advice or any scripts are written and that's what all doctors should be doing but none of them do that because they only have 15 minutes with you not at bay area modern medical center they'll spend an hour an hour and a half with you whatever it takes to make sure uh that you have the right plan for your immune system for your weight loss uh for toning up if you want to get on the true body machine that thing's amazing for your stubborn fat areas it's all there for you at bay area modern medical center all right let's uh welcome in our good friend lee the camper from joebucksfan.com also co-host of the extreme, extremely popular Ira Kaufman podcast, who uh, just got back from Vegas. What's up, Lee? How are you? Hi, JP. And I, I can't take credit for being a co-host with Ira. I'm, I'm, I'm a wannabe. I'm like uh, a straggler on that show. So no, that is uh, it is a must-listen podcast. I listen every week um, to the multiple episodes you guys put out. Absolutely fantastic stuff. You guys do a great job. I love the. The conversational back and forth stuff y'all do with Steve, it's really top notch. It's one of the great podcasts of the Tampa Bay area. So, and you're wow, a big part of much. it. I'll, you're a big well, part well, thank of you it. Very so much. Yeah. I'll make sure Ira know, hears this. <laughs> don't, you don't need to blow up his ego anymore. Yeah. He already, he's, he's got plenty. Uh, so, how was Vegas? Tell me, tell me about the whole scene. Well, it, Vegas is busy, as you can imagine. And I was busy. Let's yeah. put it this way. Three nights in Vegas, I had two drinks total. I that's didn't it? even place a wager. That's it. And that's and I forced myself to let's put it this way. It was Monday evening, Monday the you know, the opening night, uh, Super Bowl opening night. And you've been in these things before. It's, it's oh yeah, chaos. It's you, you're walking all over the place. And so I was there all day. I was there at night. And the way they ha- the NFL has everything set up, you're doing a whole bunch of walking. I mean, a lot of walking. And so I was basically walking for, I don't know, five, six hours. And I was so beat that I was staying at Aria. As soon as I got dropped off by, by my Uber in Aria, I went to the lobby bar, dragged my computer case with me, ordered two uh, bullet bourbons, forced myself to drink those while I sat like a zombie in the lobby bar. And I, I didn't even have dinner. I was too tired to walk to get a slice of pizza. I went oh straight God. to my room and went to bed. So, I mean, I almost pulled it off three nights in Vegas without a drink. 
I didn't. I I did place a couple wages on uh, MGM app, but I did not okay. place a physical wager. Wow. But, uh, but I was that busy. That that busy. I was you know, and uh, and I got some information. Uh, you know, I hounded Baker Mayfield, and I fought with the uh, market his marketing agents, which reporters are pariahs to these people because know. they know they can't make money off. And, and like I said, you've been on radio several times, Radio World. You know how it is. Yep. And, and for your listeners, most of the players, not all, but the vast majority of them are there to hawk product. Right. I don't blame them. Yeah. So They're getting paid their for appointments, yeah. yeah, exactly. So they're, they have appointed schedules with various networks, various radio shows. It's a tight schedule. They're trying to squeeze as many appearances as mm-hmm. possible within a given window and you know that's money so when a reporter wants to come up ask a question or two that's costing them money and they exactly. freak out they don't like that yeah uh, so anyway baker was uh doing his rounds and i was trying to catch him and it the i had no idea the Mandalay bay convention center was just was this huge i think he went to the houston super bowl a few years ago jp yeah it's sort yeah. of like that the convention yeah. center at houston's like monsters well that's what Mandalay bay's like and so Baker's doing his rounds, and this was the day that the video came out where he was allegedly on a hot mic on Kay Adams' show, right. allegedly telling Steve Young, I'm coming back. Well, you got to play a little hopscotch with that video to come back to the He just said, yeah, and what does yeah mean? I don't know. And so anyway, that video had come out that morning, and I was, I was actually on Radio Row. I saw the video. I sent the video to Steve and said, Hey man, I, I can't hear that video in in the media center at Radio Row. I can't hear it. So you tell me what he's saying. I'm here. Baker's here. I'm going to try to flag him down. So Steve got back to me. It's it's not really clear what he's saying. And not definitive. So I was trying no. to flag. Yeah, exactly. And so I did flag Baker down. I saw. You know, I was told by Brian Baldinger and something like, "Hey, he's coming by at noon," which is like 20 minutes uh, after I saw the video. So great, I'll stake this place out. And sure enough, he shows up, NFL Network goes on his set, does his hit. He starts to come walking down the stairs. He sees, he goes, hey, stranger, how you doing? Hi, Baker. All of a sudden, here come the PR people. They're the marketing <laughs> agent. He's like, do you know him? I'm like, well, yeah. And he's like, does he know you? I said, of course. I talked to him in the locker room. What are you talking about? Well, who are you? I said, well, I'm a beat writer with, with the Bucks. I cover the Bucks. Oh, no, we, he, he has no time to talk. And then uh, I said, well, I can get in a couple of questions. Maybe. No, no, he has no time. He's got to go to another interview. And this is where you, these guys freak out whenever I say this. Like, oh, that's okay. I can walk and talk. Yeah, exactly. They don't, know how, yeah. they don't have a comeback for that. Yeah. And I'm like, well, he's got to go to another. He doesn't have time to walk and talk. I, I said, two questions is all I'm looking for. Just two questions. I'll walk and talk with him. Well, we don't know. And Baker overheard this. But he said, yeah, I'll talk to him. And that of course he did. Off. Yeah. Yeah. So we're walking. I asked two questions. One, I asked, what, "What's the percentage you're coming back?" And you know, so I was limited what I could ask. Him. And right. uh, you know, he told me. And I thought the key, the next question was the key answer. Then I asked him. I said, "If you come back, Baker, what are the percentages you think Mike Evans returns?" He looked at me and smiled. He said, "Pretty high." Yeah. Yeah, I like that answer. So yeah, and yeah. Uh, so that was the Baker deal. Um, and, and real quick, I'll tell you about Steve Young. So like I said, Baker had spoken with Steve Young. Yeah, and you know the hot mic incident. Well, Steve Young, when I'm watching this video and I'm talking to Steve on the phone to uh, you know what's going on with this video, 
about 20 yards away, I see Steve Young doing a hit with Mike Florio. Okay. Okay. He's right there. I'll, you know, I'll, I'll get him when he finishes up with Florio. Uh, find out what Mayfield was saying. <laughs> his, his marketing reps are worse than Mayfield. He can't <laughs> talk. He can't talk. He can't talk. And I said, you know, I can walk and talk. I only need one question. That's all I've got. One question. I could, you know, well, he can't talk. Well, I can walk and talk with him. Nope. He's got to go to the interview. We're late. We're running. I can run and talk. And they, they were very checked off at me. Here comes Steve Young. And he started jogging. I jogged with him. I literally jogged with him. And I said, Steve, what did Baker Mayfield tell you about coming back to the Bucks? And Steve Young said, he told me that he was pretty confident the Bucks re-signed the key free agent. That's all I need, Steve. Thank you. Thank you. It's so hard about this. I love I love yeah, this league. Yeah. This is old school journalism, baby. This is old yeah, school journalism. journalism. I love it. Absolutely you know, love it. Good way. for you. At Radio Row, whenever I want to talk to someone, whether it be me and Kime, me, me and Kime, whomever, you know, you you name a person <laughs> who's ever at Radio Row, I get shot down more there than I ever do with women in a bar. Yeah, those handlers don't play, man. They do not. They are there. No, they're they are not there to facilitate in, interviews. They're they're there to protect their man from doing anything that they're not. You're absolutely right. If they're not getting paid for, or if they can't put you on a list of uh, how many people that they're they're touching in a marketplace. Oh well, this this is the eleventh largest market. This is uh, you can sit down with them. Then then they have no because that's how they get paid. They market down. Yeah. Uh, we did it. We did Tampa. We did Dallas. We did Houston. We did this. This gets this many listens. Blah blah blah. And they build up a report uh, for when they're done. The PR agent saying, "Say we did Radio Row and we meet. We reached seven point three million people. It's all BS. But that's how they. That's how they get paid. And that's how they start trying to quantify these numbers. So you're absolutely right. Well, here's a, Go ahead. Yeah. No, I was saying that's why we're pariahs. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Here's a really cool buck story related to what we're discussing about how the marketing reps, they want anything to do with this. Oh, my gosh. I, this might have been 10 years ago. Levante David made a rare Radio Row appearance. This mm-hmm. is in Phoenix. And I just happened to be there. And, okay, I'll talk to Levante. And I went to Levante. And, of course, his marketing agent with me. Of course, she said, no, you can't talk to Levante. Just by happenstance. Do you remember Alan Barrett, who worked with Buck City yeah. Relations? Yeah. Yeah, he's working he for Liv Golf. there as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he works for Liz Golf. He was there as well, taking care of uh, Levante. The marketing rep shot me down immediately. Well, Alan overheard that. He's like, he went, goes to the marketing rep. No, he can talk to Lee. Make time for Lee. Yes. Yeah, see, that, you know, and that's kind of the old days when they would protect. So so Baker didn't have any Bucks people around him at all. It was just all advanced auto no. park people. Interesting. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's who he was working for, which, you know, I yeah, get it. I get the whole business on. part of it. But look, if you have somebody who's there on Radio Row as a reporter and he's willing to walk and talk as you were, you're not taking up any time. They, you know, you should be they should be facilitating that. But as we know, that's 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 uh, those are old school values. Hey, you mentioned um, were you hearing any scuttlebutt about Baker to the Falcons? Well, I talked to D. Orlando Ledbetter of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, and he's like, he well. covers that beat like a blanket. Yeah, yep. good, dude. And I, I asked him, I said, you know, what do you think of the chances the Falcons are going to make a pitch for Baker? He didn't think it was going to happen. He said that question actually did come up in Raheem's press conference when he was introduced as head coach on the Falcons. 
He said Baker's that question actually did come up, and of course, you know, Raheem couldn't say a whole lot about it, but he didn't think that they were going to go after Baker. Not that they don't want him, but it'd be a financial issue. And he seems to get the impression that their organization is probably looking at making a, you know, drafting a quarterback high in the first round and uh, going from there. You know, hopefully a franchise quarterback. So he didn't think they were. If they did talk to Baker, he wasn't sure how serious uh, their pitch would be. Yeah, I think I think they're more focused on drafting quarterback or going after Justin Fields, depending on the compensation. And I think mm-hmm. they're just using Baker as leverage. Uh, and, and that's fine. I get it. But I, I, I agree with you. I don't think it's as good a fit as those other those other uh, points for Raheem and for the fan base for Arthur. And I worked there for two years and I know Arthur Blank wants to be relevant again it, it, nationally and within Atlanta. I mean, they do not sell a lot of tickets uh, in Falcons football and Justin Fields would sell a ton of tickets. Hometown kid. Yeah. Coming home uh, makes all the sense. If they sign Baker Mayfield, the fan base would be in a revolt. Trust me. Like that would not be popular. That'd be like Greg Schiano to Tennessee. That would not go over very wow. well in Atlanta whatsoever. <laughs> it wouldn't. I'm just telling you. So I don't. That's one of the big reasons I don't think it's happening. Um, all right. Any other uh, tidbits you picked up while you were out there in Vegas? Well, here's one that's gossipy. And if you want to, if you want to traffic in gossip, this is kind of oh gossipy. god. Of course Such we do, fuck. Lee. We're, you know, we got two hours to fill for God's sakes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Well. Steve and I are Joe Bucks fan. We we both noticed this separately. Okay. And we've written about it several times. I I cannot confirm this. And, and as a matter of fact, I really haven't pursued it or asked many players about it. But when Tom Brady, his last year with the Bucks, beginning with the, at least for me, beginning with the San Francisco game, it sure looked like his teammates had tuned him out. Oh, yeah. If you go back to that San Francisco game, you see how he's, yelling at players and trying to motivate them. They oh, look yeah. like they had tuned him out. No, we said well, that then. I, I picked up on that as well. Absolutely. You too, I agree huh? with you 100%. Oh, I'm 100%. It was a totally well, it was a totally different vibe than when Brady first got here. Completely different vibe. Yeah. They were they were done with it. They were done with it. Yeah. Uh, that that's the impression I got beginning with the San Francisco game. Yep. Uh at least for me. That's when I first picked up on it. Well, I heard through the grapevine. Who knows if this is true or not? I heard through the grapevine that we were not wrong. That apparently some of Brady's teammates were starting to get fed up. It was pretty clear he didn't want to get hit. And, you know, he's always like, got to give 110%, got to bust your tail. And he wasn't exactly doing, he wasn't practicing what he preached, in other words. Exactly. And that, and that, that some of his teammates noticed that. And that's when the tune out began. I agree. I agree. It was, you know, from watching the tape, you picked up on it early in the season and it just grew and grew and grew. And then I think, I think the Pittsburgh situation where he went to Bob Kraft's um, wedding and didn't come with the team. Uh, I thought that was, that was a, that, that I heard that was a, that was not received well, given everything else that the, the organization had done for him, you know, letting him take off training camp, everything else. That did not sit well. And and look how they played that day and the following week against Carolina. L- go, you well, know. Carolina, they were completely checked out, yeah. yeah it's, so, I mean, that's when it all started. And I think it kind of, you know, he tried to reclaim, you know, it's Tom Brady, right? And they never mm-hmm. really put the put it back together. You know, and, and yeah, so a lot of it I think is on Brady. And I know, I'm pretty sure I know where you feel on the whole Brady, 
tampering, going to the Dolphins, uh, you know, retirement, suddenly coming back, Bowles is the coach, Arians isn't. To me, that was all Brady orchestrated. That was 100% Brady orchestrated. Um, do I have 100% proof? No. Do I have a, a lot of uh, people on the record? I shouldn't say on the record. Anonymous sources that have confirmed mm-hmm. all that? Absolutely. I, I think you – I won't put words in your mouth, but is that is that a fair characterization? What I have heard – Brady ordered the people. code red? Well, I don't know if Brady ordered the code red, but what I what I have learned, what I've been told, was Arians retiring and Brady returning are not separate incidents. Right. Yes. Well put. They're related. We'll we'll, we'll leave <laughs> we'll leave yeah. it at that. Yeah. <laughs> and and that's and listen, this is Nick hates when I do this, but this is not to stain Tom Brady's legacy. Tom Brady is one of the greatest things that ever happened to the Bucks. I would put it. Absolutely. Just behind the 2002 Super Bowl. Um, and some people would put it in front because it's Tom Brady. I'm fine with that. Y'all can y'all can do say whatever. whatever you I have a special affinity for the 2002 team. Um, you know, the Brady team is what it is. It was one of the greatest things that ever happened to the Buccaneers. But I'm also not going to be here, sit here and tell you that things did not end poorly. They did. They did. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and listen, as you and well know, Lee, it rarely ends well. Whether it's John Lynch, no. Derek Brooks, whatever, it's the business of football, and sometimes it's ugly, and you you don't want to know how the sausage is made, um, right? Yep. So in this particular case, it didn't end well, and that's normally kind of how it kind of how it goes. But to me, it's not a stain on Brady's legacy, but it is what it is. Exactly. I think that's fair, and, yeah. and you put it well. It never ends well. No. And that's okay. All right. Uh, give us a little promo, Lee, what you guys got coming up on Joe Bucks fan. Uh, go ahead and promote the content, the website, the podcast, all that stuff. Well, thank you. Well, obviously, Ira is a, a twice weekly podcast, and we try to make it entertaining. We try to make it sound like uh, a couple guys in a bar having beers, discussing the Bucks, arguing over the Bucks, throwing things at each other about the Bucks. Um, I, I, yes, I was in Las Vegas at the Super Bowl. I talked to all four ex Bucks. Or on the 49ers roster. Donovan Smith, Justin Watson, uh, Mike Edwards, uh, or on, a, on the Chiefs, Chief, excuse me, yeah. on the 49ers, you know on the mean. Chiefs, yeah. And, and Blaine Gabbard, and Blaine Gabbard. And so I've got several stories from each of oh, those cool. guys still nice. coming from JoeBucksFan.com. And nice. uh, so, you know, that's one reason I go there. The main reason I go there is, you know, I get Bucks-related stories. So mm-hmm. I just happened that I was there at the same time in Mayfield. That was just sheer luck. But I did go there specifically to get buck stories on opening night and i got hold of all four x bucks nice and that's a feat in itself like i said you've been in those things before you yeah, have to roam stuff. and walk and roam and walk it's crazy and it, it's like finding a needle in haystack just one way well i found all four and nice. uh so i have several stories from those guys uh with some buck stories uh and they'll be coming in the in the coming days on joebuckstand.com awesome great stuff lee thanks buddy appreciate your time well thank you jp have a good one yeah, we'll do. Uh, yeah, check out the podcast. Really, really good podcast with Ira and Steve and Lee. Um, you're kind of quiet there, Nick. Like nothing to nothing to throw in. No, you started you started slandering uh, the goat, and I <laughs> I just had to tune out, and I had to look up here at the uh, at the Tom Brady newspaper that I have framed on my wall, and it's great. Up the Lombardi. It's amazing. It's like, we're like two days removed from the four-year anniversary of uh, one of the greatest days that I have ever lived on this earth. And 
We're talking about how it ended. I could care less about how it ended. <laughs> just like I could, I just like the people in New England. I'm sure. Oh, well, maybe not. They take it very serious there, and rightfully so. I'm sure they care a little bit of how it ended. Um, yeah. But we remember the great. It never times. ends well. I yeah, remember the it great never times. Yeah. I'm sure there's a, a, a nice story to tell about how it ended at some point and whatever. We'll get the answers. But I don't care. You want to call him a, a hit a hitman or whatever that came in. I don't care. He won a Super Bowl <laughs> in his first year with the Buccaneers. It's and an amazing accomplishment. And I could give a, two craps about everything else that happened. And two the Bucks are and, and when he left, by the way, the Bucks have continued to con- the success and they're set up well for the future. That's all I care about. Well, as um you know, like we, we say on this show uh, very often, two things can be true here. It was one of the greatest things that ever happened to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers without question. Uh, the day I first broke the report that he was coming to Tampa Bay was one of the greatest days of my life. Are you kidding me? It's fantastic. Um, and I'll remind people of that all the time. <laughs> Just for fun. Just for fun. <laughs> but it, it it's also true the way it ended was ugly. It wasn't but, good. But listen, that third year wasn't he gave good. us, that third year he gave us was unexpected based on the events that uh, preceded it. And I'd know, rather so, have the five first round picks, to be honest with you. Yeah, yeah. What, you, or crap. the three, or three, bull, as it bull, might be. Bull crap. I'm calling As I'm opposed calling to the last there. year of Brady? You ha- I hate Eight, to rehash nine, these conversations. Getting your ass but, handed but you, to you, you in, the, in the playoffs? I hate to go or, down or these, three first these round picks? Holes Hell yeah, again. I'd rather have three first round picks. I hate picks. to go down these rabbit holes again. I'm just saying that if Tom Brady wants to come back for another year, there ain't no way I'm saying, no, we're good. We're good. No. I'm not, but I'm but not my say- point is, is I've blocked out that year. Okay? It's a year. I Honestly, I've just I've taken a Sharpie, and I've just, I've just well gone over should. it. As I don't well care. You should. And if as not well for, you should. And if not for uh, the idiot known as Antonio Brown and an ill-advised uh, defensive call by Todd Bowles, I'm I'm so convinced that Brady would have won back to back in Tampa Bay. Mm-hmm. Okay, and that to mm-hmm. me that's the bigger what if in this whole situation than how it ended. No, no, no. That was that was a symptom of the sickness to Antonio Antonio Brown. That was a symptom of the entire sickness of the team. So you have to, you can't, you can't take that. You can't take the symptoms away from the disease. All right. It all comes in one. So when you, Tom Brady, enable Antonio Brown to be the bitch ass that he is, when you enable him and you keep allowing him to do whatever the hell he wants, you know what happens? Eventually he takes off his gear and walks off the field in the middle of the game. That's what happens when you enable bitch asses like Antonio Brown. And eventually, that's what's going to happen. Now, you got the Super Bowl out of them, so it was great. Fantastic. But eventually, that was going to happen. The meltdown was coming. And so that's how it went. That's how it ends. So what? Let's not be smirching the man or the or the Tom Brady era in Tampa Bay. It's just keeping it real. That's why people watch the show. We keep it real. And that's what happened. It's fine. Who cares how it ended? I don't care. You, we need you to have a trophy. Statue. We need to build a statue as soon yeah, as possible. Yeah, build a statue. I'm fine with it. Come on. Two things can be true. And they are. <laughs> All right. From this All moment right. forward, the 2022 season is dead to me. And we're never talking. You would talk about it with someone else on this show, but you ain't talking about it with me. It's dead. Oh, God. I love it. In fact, All right. actually, hold um, on a second. Let me, uh, let me find it here. What's that? There we go. Man. What? 
What? Oh, you hear the bump music. You hear the little yeah, jingle? Great. You hear the jingle? I hear, I, you know, it's a little low in my ear. I don't, you yeah. need you've to been, bump it up been, a little bit. You've been cut off from this segment. You've you been, gotta go to break anyway. All right. <laughs> We're going to break. I think I'm still, I think I'm still on. Uh, all right. Corey Long coming up next. He just got back from Vegas as well. We'll chat with him about Buccaneers, NHL, and college football as we always do. We're brought to you by Bay Area Modern Medical Center and Italiano Insurance. Stay with us. JP here for the Jeeves Law Group, J-E-E-V-E-S. Call for a free case evaluation, 888-9-JEEVES. That's 888-9-J-E-E-V-E-S. We're local, we're trusted. The law firm brings over 80 years of combined legal experience focusing on clients in Tampa Bay, the state of Florida, and national class action cases. If you're injured, get that free case evaluation, no cost to you. The Jeeves Law Group's focus is on auto, truck, and motorcycle accidents, as well as class action and consumer protection law. Scott Jeeves is a board-certified civil trial lawyer and a certified circuit court mediator practicing in the Tampa Bay area for over 30 years. You hear him on the show all the time. Great guy, big Gator fan, and great for the community. Jeeves Law Group is a highly skilled team with years of experience that will apply their skills, expertise, and knowledge to assist individuals who have been in an accident with compensation for damages, lost wages, medical expenses, pain and suffering, and property damage. Get that free case evaluation, 888-9-JEEVES. That's 888-9-J-E-E-V-E-S. JP here for my good friends at Italiano Insurance, and they did it again, once again, Italiano Insurance stepping up with the best customer service. I was in a bind. My old insurance company, my auto insurance, jacked up my rates, so I called Charity at Italiano Insurance, and she stayed till 9.30 at night until she got my insurance done. And guess what? She searched all these companies for me. I didn't do the work. She did. Saved me $1,000 on my annual premium. $1,000, folks. That's real, real money. And that's what you get at Italiano Insurance. Great customer service. And here's another note for you, by the way, with hurricane season up, 40% of people in Florida are underinsured. That means if you have something happen during a hurricane and you need replacement costs, you're going to get 40% less than you deserve. Can't let that happen. Call the folks at Italiano Insurance and get them uh, to help you out in both those regards. They will save you money and keep you insured properly. That's 813-877-7799. Great folks in the community. Been doing it for over 60 years. Italiano Insurance. 813-877-7799. Start the new year with a new diamond from the Gold and Diamond Source. It's still engagement season. Where better to get that special ring than the Gold and Diamond Source? Of course, I just got mine there. I'm engaged. You should do the same thing. Let's go. Gold and Diamond Source has the largest selection of engagement rings in the country. A literal jewelry superstore with 30 times the inventory of any normal jeweler. And if you have a loved one or a special person in your life who has a birthday this month, maybe you have an anniversary coming up, you can get 15% off the January birthstone, which is garnet. As in garnet and gold for all your Seminoles. Celebrate that mythical national championship. And it's the Golden Diamond Source's 40th anniversary for the past 40 years. They have taken pride in offering only natural diamonds formed over billions of years from the Earth's incredible forces. And gold prices are at an all-time high. Now's your chance to turn your jewelry box into a cash machine. It's the perfect time to trade in your broken or unworn pieces for something new and stunning. It's the Golden Diamond Source, 3800 Omerton Road, always online at thegoldendiamondsource.com. Let's go. Right now. Back to the show on Fan Stream Sports. 
All right, welcome back to the J.P. Peterson Show here on this uh, Super Bowl Friday. Cut the last Friday of the football season. Oh, my God. Oh, depressing, depressing. We've only got to, what, three months to uh, to the draft and, and free agency? Hey, don't worry. That's we got fun. about, what, two weeks before pitchers and catchers report? Oh, that's right. Yeah, we got to talk a little bit of race today. We'll do that as well. want to uh, wish a happy birthday to one of our great listeners, Brian B. It's his 50th birthday. Big Lightning fan and Cowboy fan. How about them Cowboys? Um, so happy birthday to you, Brian B. Thank you so much for listening. And uh, John Hill and all the the uh, the group there. Uh, we appreciate you guys very, very much. So uh, happy 50th birthday. It's all downhill from there, brother. Trust me on that one. Um, no, 50 is the new 20. It's beautiful. It's, it's, it's all downhill when you. It's all downhill when you turn twenty-two and they they get you into the real world. That's when it goes downhill. Wow, that's 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 really that's <laughs> very depressing right there, for all the youngsters out there. All right, we got Corey on. Yep. All right, let's uh, welcome in our good friend. Uh, writes for NHL.com, NFL. I think on, on lots of different dot coms. He covers the Lightning. He covers pro football. <laughs> He's in every press box in America. He is the great Corey Long. What's up, brother? How are you? Hey, what's going on, JP? How you doing? And he's at the Sphere watching U2, his favorite band. I did not know you were such a U2 fan. Oh, uh, yeah, I am. I love him. I'm, I'm quite a fan, and uh, it was a great opportunity to uh, get a chance to go see their uh, their concert, their show at the Sphere. Uh, it was, uh, it's. I mean, I think they played through this month, so I think they're done at the end of the month. Is there their residency runs out there, and it was, uh, it was, it was phenomenal. I mean, I was, I was at the concert at Raymond James Stadium several years ago, and that yeah. was great. Uh, but yeah. you know, this was, this was another level. This was, uh, what's it like? You know, it, it, it you know, it, it's hard to put it in words. Everything that's just, you know, it's a, it's this wonderful digital, you know, art, just presentation behind them. Uh, you know the, the the you know the band is the band. They sound they sound great. They sounded really they sounded terrific actually. Uh, and you know behind them there's so much there's, there's so many. Uh, and I'll actually send you some photos. I'll, I'll just text you some photos and some okay. videos later to give you a better visual idea of I saw you what know, you what's going on. But yeah, it's yeah what, yeah amazing. what's yeah I just I just kind of I just kind of put it just one you know this one just kind of I was there picture on instagram but i'll send you i'll personally send you some like real like like some some videos and stuff of everything else because you want to get like a I, it's hard to explain the video. there's just such a amazing digital presentation behind them mm. and you know they're kind of you know it's interesting because they're one of the few bands that you know you have you have bands that obviously play you know that are just great musicians that play music right. that you love and then you have those acts that, that you know they're all about the presentation it's all about right. it's not right. you know it's an experience and they kind of you know they, they they they've they've and they've done this before with different tours like with the zoo tv tour and stuff that they can actually pull off having this these sort of great experience great presentations and you know still have the credibility of being a very good a very good rock band that plays tremendous music so you, you get you get it in both worlds and it was it was wonderful the, you know the friend i went with she's a you know she's she's seen them live a lot more than i have and she was 
you know, she was she was very much, you know, in tears at times just because wow. of you know the experience. It was it was very, mm. it, it was uh, you know, it's it's still kind of difficult for me to put it in words of what I, what I saw, but it was it was amazing. It it really was. Wow, that's cool. It, I, I, I don't really think I'm going to get out there to see it, but um, someday to the sphere, <clears throat> hopefully see one of my one of my favorite acts. It, it looks amazing. The whole experience looks amazing. Um, it, it, it is. It was. It was so much. You know, we got there. The it's actually here's the one thing I will tell you. It's actually comfortable. The seats are comfortable. Like you don't feel squeezed in. I remember sitting down. I, you know, I'm a tall guy. I'm a big guy. And I yeah, was like, you're a big dude. The, yeah. Most, this is literally the most comfortable stadiums you have ever been in. That, wow. You know, was yeah. I mean, it just was. It just. I was like, this is feels nice. Like you know, you you know, they the usher come by. Hey, you okay? Do you want? No, I'm fine. This is this is really a nice, good seated area. You know, so well, for, I was for very three happy billion with dollars, that. it ought to be. Were you, I would think. Yeah. Corey, were you inspired to climb the spear after you saw the? Uh... <laughs> The, the, the young kid who decided to go like full Spider-Man and go to the top. Or you, did you get any inspiration from that? Because it looks like a very good structure if you want to if you want to climb up there. Climb it looks like a big up. old ladder. I, I heard it's a climbable structure. I think you know, as part of our long walk from the Venetian to the Spear, I had to climb like twenty stairs. And that was plenty enough for me. That that I felt like you know they could have arrested me after five stairs, and I'd have been like, cool, I'm done. So, you know, the other few, so, yeah, so, no, not, I, I, you know, I, I will, I will say this every time I go now, I do want like a hotel room. This is the second time in a hotel room with a view of it. You always want a view of it because it is yeah, kind of a yeah. fun little, little structure to stare at all night, especially this weekend with a lot of, you know, beyond, you know, a lot of funny little Super Bowl stuff yeah. happening on the little digital, uh, Pixels outside there. On the outside. So it, was, it, was, it was a good time. And when it I was, was last really there in Vegas, time. we could see like the half of the sphere from our from our hotel room and hadn't really gone – it hadn't gone full fully loaded yet. It was just like a couple of different yeah. static things. And it was uh, – yeah. it definitely shines through the window, that's for sure. You know it's on. When it's on, it's definitely oh, – yeah. it's on. Cool stuff. So how was the vibe the, other than that radio row and all that? How was the vibe? Yeah, it was fun. It, it it got really crowded on Wednesday. You know, the storms, the storms on the West Coast probably kept some people back a couple of days. But by Wednesday, flights were coming in. Flights were able to come back in from L.A. a mile a minute. So everybody was out there on Wednesday. And, you know, security picked up. People picked up. You know, the first two days, uh, Monday and Tuesday, it was raining. So, it was it was kind of calm almost, but right. once the sun came out on Wednesday, it was it was it was it was wild, and you could tell when I left uh, and I left last night. It was you know I left in the afternoon last night. It was really getting you know heavily packed, and then you had the uh, yeah the WWE doing their uh, WrestleMania press conference there, so they had a lot of you know, mm-hmm. yeah I, you know I got a chance to see you know Dwayne Johnson before I left and his uh. His the entourage the of people that uh, he wrote. Here's the funniest thing. The funniest thing of the week was uh, the guy who had the most handlers during a two, at least on Tuesday when I saw him. Like, you know, most people were just, it was Tuesday. It wasn't Wednesday. So people are still walking around, kind of. Tony Romo, you get Phil Simms, you get a lot of NFL guys. But the guy you could not touch, Danny Cannell. 
He had five guys and a camera crew around him. Danny Cannell? Yeah, we were just like, what? What? What's Danny Cannell doing here with a with a full on entourage and a camera crew? With that's he what happens when you go anti SEC and, and the rest of them. That's what that's what happens yeah. when you go anti SEC because all the SEC I, knuckleheads come after you. So yeah, that's why yeah, he has all that security. I, I think yeah. you don't want to cross the Cosa Nostro or or the SEC because they will come after you. <laughs> One of the two. Absolutely. Do not cross those people. They are crazy. Yeah. 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 We're sitting there like, how does, I mean, we're sitting there watching him like, man, he's got a full offensive line and a camera. There you go. <laughs> so did you get, so, uh, did you get the chance to run across Baker, Baker at all out there or uh, any of the Xbox? Uh, he was, uh, I saw, oh, I, I did see him a few times. He, uh, the two times I saw him, he was actually, you know, he was, he was hooked. He had a camera. He was hooked up to doing an interview. Like I heard the, like I was actually standing pretty close to him when he did one of his NFL Network interviews, and uh, you know he just kind of, and then I got sidetracked probably by somebody else, and he just rush off. So, but he was out there. He seemed to be a, uh, you know, he was out there. I know he was there for honors. I think uh, what was he up for comeback? Comeback yeah, player comeback of the year. year. That went to Joe Flacco. Okay. He played like three games. Yeah, that was weird. Uh, yeah. But then I also look at it like, Eric, it's comeback player of the year. It's kind of an odd award, I guess. They gave the guy who came back off the couch. You know, he literally yeah. came back off the golf literally course. Literally off to the play couch, football. yeah. It's I like, guess. Literally, like, I guess I can still – can you still throw a football? I, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see. So, yeah, I, I would I would have given it to the guy who played the whole season. That would have been where I would yeah. go with that. Call me crazy. Yeah. Call that, me crazy. That, yeah, that – yeah, hey, let me get your. That just seems strange. Let me get your thoughts on uh, the Lightning the last couple nights. I don't know how much if you got to watch, watch the games, but uh, last night a six-to-two loss, three-to-one the night before to the Rangers. Um, they had four shots, I believe, in the first period last night. I you know. I, I guess you could say it's a bit of a Sergey hangover. Um, but yeah. uh, you know, yeah. like like oh. Chief 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 was on the show yesterday. And he's like, look, you know, as the players. You got, you got to, you know, as cold as it sounds, you got to kind of move on from that. So I don't want to, you know, I just, I'm, I'm more concerned about this blue line than I am, than I've ever been, but it does open up a little bit of room for uh, Julian Breezebois to make some moves. If they put Sergey on long-term IR, which of course they will. They will. Yeah. So I, I heard about, I was, I was literally walking, walking, walking towards the, uh, walking towards the concert when my buddy, Justin Sparks, uh, my old high school, classmate sends me a text and he, he didn't say anything. he just said you know oh this looks serious they're definitely you know so so i so i you know i jumped on twitter to kind of see what happened and i saw it was Sergey chef and uh then i saw stretch it off well and i saw the play a little later and uh God. and i you know and yeah the next night i'm i'm sitting there like this is probably not gonna be a good a yeah. good trip to the empire state and, and it wasn't and you know it's unfortunate coming out of a long break after they won eight out of nine to, to have these two stumbles. Uh, uh, the, the thing is they hadn't played with Sergeyev for a month, so they could definitely go back to, you yeah. know, that lineup that they had. And, and those guys seem to, you know, those guys, are, those guys seem to, you know, have caught a little fire. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but absolutely now I think the trade, I thought the trade deadline was going to be really interesting for the lightning before this happened right now with this injury, you're going to take a cell, you know, one of your larger salary guys and you're putting them on LTR. It really does give them some room to figure to, to do, to figure out 
exactly how they want to attack these, uh, this playoff stretch, these final 30 games or so, 30, 35 games of the season, and uh, and really getting us a playoff position because they were playing so well before the break. You know, we're all starting to think, well, this is a top three and the Atlantic team, and I think they want to get back. Obviously, they want to get back to that point. So two games, it's a stumble. It's not a good start. Gave up some goals. And the offenses, you know, came out a little sluggish. Uh, it's unfortunate. It happens. Obviously, the injury, you know, is definitely going to take some steam out of you. But I feel like just having a day off will do a lot of wonders for this team mentally. And, you know, I'll be back at it, back at it over the weekend. Yeah, I I hope so. I I think um I think it does open up uh what eight point six million now for uh yeah. for uh, Breeze Bois to go out and find maybe uh, a defenseman uh, something that fits right into to what they need an, an older maybe a guy who brings in a little grit and a little fire and I think you know I think they make the move I think it's it, I think it becomes really Absolutely. really interesting and the, the fact that they were playing good good hockey without Sergey. I mean, we hate that that happened to him. It sucks. You know, what he wrote on Instagram was heartbreaking almost to read. Um, yeah. But, look, you know, we send him the healing vibe. Bolts Nation's behind him. He'll be back. He'll be fantastic next year. But for this season, it opens up an opportunity now for this Lightning team to make some moves and, and improve themselves at the deadline. And, I, you know, I think they need to do it. And I think they will. And, you know – Hey, yeah, you know Julian Breezeball is gonna, you know, the one thing he he learned in his first year GM when he didn't make any moves is never not make moves. Exactly, so do something. He's gonna be doing something. He's yeah. gonna be doing something on the trade deadline, and, and we'll be there to see it. And uh, you know, that's the thing. And really, in, in hockey, that's what you want. You want a GM that's not afraid to make moves. He he, you know, like like we said, he you know, the first year in 2019, he decided to. Staying pat, and I, I think he realized that will never happen again. That will never happen again. He'll always be figuring out something. Yeah, I wanted to ask you about the the on the topic of the deadline. I could be off base here, but um, you know, all these like guys that came up from Syracuse and they've had varying degrees of success. It seems like the only one that's like around full time now is uh, Lilleberg there on the back end. And I'm curious. I mean, am I reading it wrong that potentially, and especially the Sergachev injury opens this up. He's playing right now, and maybe they're, dare I say, showcasing him a little bit to the rest of the league because now we see this guy clearly could play. But again, if you're trying to win Stanley Cups, you probably need more experience back there, and he could be part of a, a trade package, I guess, if you say. It's a, you know, it's, it's a tricky, and it's a, it's a, it's a good, good question, and it's a, it's a tricky balance. You have to figure out a couple of things, I think. One, you want to figure out where your deepest at on your line, uh, on your on your blue line, you know, do you you know, do you have enough guys on the left side to, to be able to trade a young guy? Do you have enough guys you need more guys on your right side? You know, what do you need? What do you have? More importantly, you look at you you have to look at the now and the one thing that Julian always has to do with this team and their tricky cap situation is look at the now and look at the future. You, you can't trade with so many small salary guys that are NHL ready because you need those guys. Those guys are going to get you through the two, three-year period when you get contracts that are coming up off the books or contracts that, you know, they can, they can, they can, they can survive. I mean, teams are teams really top teams run heavily on having those few young guys that are playing for around the minimum. That you don't have to worry that that you know that that have those years of arbitration that you're not worried about putting up big salary numbers on them just yet. 
So he even you know this is a this is a situation where he's got some money freed up due to a you know due to a bad injury, but that money's not going to be there past this year. You know that's that's going to go away once this year goes away. So it's a it, it's 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 a delicate balance to say you know where you know what prospects are you interested in trading for what will probably be more of a one-year rental maybe a two-year guy and if it's the right person obviously you make the move because it could be the difference between winning another cup or competing for another cup and getting out in the first round but it's 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 really that delicate balance that he has to do you understand that you do need some young players that you know it's something they've talked about it's something that was really you know for like two weeks ago we're looking at as wow this is a a great advantage for the future to have these young guys that are getting NHL time that look like they can play in this league, they can develop in this league, and they're going to be doing it on smaller, you know, on a small salary number, which, you know, helps out a ton when you got guys like Stamkos who you need to re-sign. Right. You know, Victor Hedman you're going to want to re-sign in a year from now. So, you know, it's all – the. The salary numbers are, are just, they're just really, it's just, a, like I said, it's a really delicate balance. So he's looking at all of those things. When you make trades this time of year, you're looking at this year, you're looking at next year, you're looking at two years down mm-hmm. the road. How does this trade affect my number for the next three years? So, Yeah, there's a lot that's going to go into it, um, but I do, I agree with you. I think Julian definitely, if, if this, this kind of forces his hand to do something, and I'm sure... And we have to kind of recognize as well that, you know, the having ownership behind you saying, yeah, if you want to go spend, you know, add to the payroll, you know, it ain't cheap and it costs money. And a lot of organizations, yeah. the raise, well, don't yeah, do things this like team this. Will push, yeah. This team will push the, push the limits of the, they'll push the limit of the salary cap. They've shown that they'll do it again. That's what, you know, that's how, that's how they want to live right now. They understand that you just don't have, you know, as, as he said before, there's just not enough. There's just maybe uh, any team has just a few opportunities over a long span where you've got this many high-quality players on the roster at one time. And it's important just to fill them out with guys that can help you win, help you win in the playoffs. So that's, you know, they're, they're going to push the limits of this thing while they can. But they also know that, you know, some of these guys are – some guys like Stamkos and Hedman, you are still playing at a high enough level right. to where you want them to be. You want them to be around for you know several more years, and then you've got, you know, you've got, got you know, you've got some young guys that are, uh, you know, that you're hoping are just really, you know, obviously Point and Hagel are getting into their big contract terms that you hope are really going to be, you know, Braden Point's going to be, you yeah. know, close to a hundred point guy a season, and Brandon Hagel's going to be a seventy five point guy each season they're going to be top line players so it's a you know it's a it's a lot going on with this team and we're very lucky to have so much talent both veteran talent younger talent guys that are hitting their prime you know guys on the defensive and guys forward an mvp candidate and kucherov by the way who was amazing in the all-star game i loved it i loved it (laughs) i I really do it was it was it was the best. You know what the hell with those Toronto fans? Give them give them the effort that they give them the effort that they deserve. It was good. I'm glad I'm glad the whole organization went up there with that that attitude. Well, you know what? We're just gonna completely mock this silly fan base all weekend. <laughs> yeah, and they did it well. That was a hell of a troll job. Hey, do you want to uh, weigh yeah, in with with Nick on this? Uh, 
Cody Crybabies and The Rock and uh, <laughs> and the whole. I know, I know, you got an opinion I, on I, this. I'll say this: it is it as, as as someone who's followed it for long for a long. That was a really good piece. I, I got home and I watched it because all I saw was a little piece on Instagram while I was flying, and I'm like, well, you know what? I'm not going to spoil this. I'm going to watch it. See what the heck happens. It was a good piece of business. It really was. <laughs> it it really worked out. But they they had to figure out how to they had to figure out how to get out of a you know how to make some chicken salad out of some this that turned into you know something they probably didn't fully expect. And they also are trying to get people's mind off of some legal things that are happening. Yeah, I, the, I totally so, forgot about that stuff. Yeah, you're right. Exactly. That was the point. You know, it's like if you can get it past the Vince stuff and say, hey, this has kind of got funny. You know, it was, you know, now, you know, you, you got kind of a new look. I, I looked at it. I got it. I got a lot of enjoyment out of it. I was like, all right, these guys are still, you know, they still got it. They're still figuring out how to. Turn a bet, turn a situation that could have been a hairy one into a good one that's got people asking what's going to happen next. Yeah, that's fun. That was yeah. fun. It was a lot of fun. I enjoyed it. I yeah. will say that I, I I had a big smile on my face, and I, I like The Rock when he's a bit of a jackass too. He's far more entertaining. He's good at it. I was good. really I was good at say, it. It's like I got my take on this last night. You said good piece of business. It's exactly what I tweeted. I was like tremendous piece of business, and call it a pivot, whatever you want. You know, at the end of the day, I think WrestleMania has even more hype to it now, Corey. Because oh, yeah, I, might even, did. I might even watch that. Right. Now. JP's even invested in it a little JP's bit now. Yeah. And, and he, and, well, and, I like know, the uh, strategic alliance here with the NFL. Now, they're both scripting their seasons now. I think it's perfect. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the, NFL, the NFL script has worked pretty well this year, yeah. you know. But I don't think they – I don't know if they – do you think they really wanted the – the, the San Francisco, you, you think they ever wanted the quarterback to be like the 14th best player on the team? I don't know if that really works into the script oh. every time. I guess it could rewrites, you know, rewrites. Could, Here we you know, go, Cam Newton. Well, he, okay, well, he's Cam the, Newton. He's not the 14th best player on the team. I'll tell you that right now. Are, uh, is that what well, you're saying, Corey? Is that what you're saying? Team? Are you saying he, Brock Purdy's the 14th best player on the team, Cam Newton? Is that what you're saying? Are you wearing a grandma ha- hairnet hair at the nine, same time that you're saying that? Play. All right, fine. Ninth best player on the team. Oh he won me. God. He won me some points after the uh, Lions come back. Oh no, that's God. not things bad. No, wait a second. It's that's part of the script, bro. Job, right? Listen, that, that's part of the not script. saying that he's done a bad job. That's not saying that he's done a bad job. It's not saying that he didn't have a heck of a game, the championship game. It's just saying that. Ah, man, he throws that ball high over the middle and gets away with it a lot. A lot. Oh, you look God. at these last two games. You really look at you really look at the you look at some of the stuff he's done in the first half of those games, and it's like, man, he really. Somebody calls it. He throws a lot of hospital tabs. I thought that was kind of funny, but uh, <laughs> I just said, man, he kind of he gets away with throwing that ball high over the middle more best than he tight should. window thrower in the game. He he is Corey. He has played. I'll give, this, I'll give you this take. He has played the position in the regular season better than any other quarterback in the NFL over the last two years. Brock Purdy has. And I don't... In the the regular season, okay. And and by the way, in the playoffs, he's 4-1. Again, I I give him full credit for what happened. I mean, as much as I want to, you know, I I both give him credit for what happened in the championship game for coming back and, and Dan Campbell for not being an adult in the room. Uh, so, you know, I think both things happen, 
But, you know, the not taking the field goal when you're up 24 to 10 is the goofiest thing ever. It's like, why do you not want to – why do you want to let this team have an opportunity to stay on schedule? But, I mean, let's see. I mean, is, is he's good. He's done a good job. I think, like, is he – here's the thing. If other teams – it's unquestionable. Like, we got to the final four teams. Patrick Mahomes is clearly the best player in the Chiefs, best, no doubt. He's, you know, you're just Patrick Mahomes. He's, they don't, they, they're probably six and eleven without him. Uh, Lamar Jackson, you know, he, he, we know what he means to the Ravens. Um, maybe the Lions. Maybe you can say, uh, you know, St. Brown is a little better than Goff. Maybe you can say Hutchinson, but you know, Goff is a top three guy. I can name like seven 49ers that that just name that em. they need. Name them. Name them. All right. Name them. All right. First of all, McCaffrey, Debo, Kittle. Let's see. On defense, Bosa, Greenlaw. Uh, who's the other dog on linebacker? Warner. I can't even think. Warner. 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 Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. There we go. There's six. All right. Fine. Kyle Shanahan, seven. Boom. I, I, I guess Trent coach. Williams is eight. I guess Trent Williams is yeah, eight. Trent, yeah, Trent Williams is probably in it. Just, I mean, that's not the credit to the Niners. They're a stacked team. They're so yeah. deep. It's easy to find quarterbacks to win with the lead five. singer and the Pet Shop Boys. I think it's pretty cool. You know, <laughs> they can go out there and win with the lead singer and the Pet Shop Boys because they've got so many players on the squad. And yeah. he's, done a, but he's done a good job. He's done a, he's done a great job at running Kyle Shanahan's offense. I do wonder, and I, it's going to take the – here's the thing. Blasphemy. Tom Brady wasn't the best player on the Patriots their first Super Bowl. He wasn't. Guy threw for what a buck forty nine. Yeah, he got a whole hell of a lot better over time because he worked his ass off and he was a great talent. So we might be seeing the same thing. We really could be. I don't Last know. Minute. That's the so great you, thing about the think... Super Bowl. I don't know. And I will tell you this: he's better than Jimmy Garoppolo. That's why he's on it. He's better. Like he's better. He pushes the ball down the field more. He's more mobile. He won't get injured. As he won't get injured by you know by you just putting a, putting a shoulder to shoulder on him. So I think he's a lot better than Garoppolo, and he's what they needed to get back there because that team's loaded. Blasphemous, absolutely blasphemous. You could, you can what, find. I'm saying he's better than Jimmy Garoppolo. No, you're saying that he that he's the the third, fourteenth best player on the team. It's quarterback. It's not that easy to find guys that do team. what he do. So it's that I easy to find guys to that can. Ninth... How, how many how many quarterbacks in this league do you think you could plug in there? You think Baker Mayfield is as good as Brock Purdy? Yeah, I think Baker Mayfield's a better quarterback than Brock Purdy. Oh, well, on that team with that offense, with that guy calling plays, are you kidding me? It's I think Jordan Love could go in there and do that. You think Jordan Love couldn't go in there and do that? Are you serious? I don't think so. No, not, not until really? I see somebody. Not until I see somebody do it. Not until I see somebody okay. do it. I think you're. I look I mean, at look at the. Jimmy, we saw Jimmy Garoppolo do it. Not at this and, level. Know, Not at this Jimmy level. Jimmy Garoppolo got to the same Super Bowl that this guy's getting to. Like they both, uh, they both reached the same exact point right now. The difference is Brock Purdy has to win it. I think he's better than Jimmy, but they've done the exact same thing. All right, we'll see. I mean, that's, the why, that's why they play the, the game. The Forty Nineers have made the the have made the championship game. What like like seven like five or six times since 2011 like they've been at this spot for a while mm-hmm. 
Yeah, they have. They have, they have a lot a, of it has to do with those players a, that you mentioned. I agree, hundred percent. Yeah, they're a good been a football team. Roster. Yeah, right. for a while. So I want to. I mean, that's the. But the good thing is, like, like I said, Tom Brady wasn't the best player in the Patriots when they won their first Super no. Bowl. No. But he was far from it. But no. he won a Super Bowl, and he learned. And by winning that, he became a he became addicted to winning, which made him addicted to being, you know, a, the goat. I don't. You know, I, I don't I, think I, you're giving Brock Purdy enough credit for seeing the field, uh, being able to throw with anticipation and accuracy, tight window throws, oh, man. being I, I, athletic yeah. enough to get out of the pocket and make big plays. I don't think you're giving enough credit. I give for him. That. I give him credit for Just two very good second. I give him credit for two very good second halves in the playoffs this year. He came back against Green Bay, had a hell of a drive late, something that Josh Allen couldn't do. So I give him credit for that, first of all, that he actually took his team on his back when they were down late in the game at home, won the game. Uh, and I give, him, I give him a hell of a lot of credit for, that, for for the Lions game, for just using his feet, doing it. But, again, I – Uh-oh, we lost He him. finally threw a pick. He finally threw a pick in the, that Lions game. And it's just like – I looked at it, and I'm like, man, he is – Throwing the ball high in the middle of the field in the first half of games now, a little too much for me. And it's just he's getting away with it because sometimes you can luck enough you can throw it where there's nobody at. But he's gotten away with it <laughs> quite a bit now. You know what? Isn't that the isn't that the object of the game to throw it where they're not in terms of defensive players to throw it over the linebackers I, and in front he, of the again, safeties? A high again, ball. Just, just be, JP, if you get a chance, and I mean, if you get a chance, you're a busy man. You're a busy, successful man with a, that's engaged now. So I know you don't have any time. Just if you can watch those two first halves, just watch them with uh, – just kind of scan through them real fast if you, if you got them. And, and, you know, it's it's, it's you're going to just see that, man, he's gotten away with a few. And it's uh, and you just wonder – and it's not, a, it's not a luck thing. I think sometimes you just get away with uh, – believe me, every quarterback should have five more – five or ten more picks than they do during the course of the season. That's why DBs play DB and not wide yeah. receiver. Yeah, especially so, playing the Bucks. You know, it's not I don't yeah. So it's just you just wonder, oh, is he gonna get away with it? And I don't I don't I don't dog him because I'm not a fan. Don't think I'm not a fan of the guy. There's some people that just don't He's like 21 him. Twenty one and five that, now. He's twenty yeah, twenty six games, games of, like, of of uh that's a big sample size. So it's not he's not getting away yeah. with it anymore. He's a good player. I've I've defended you know I've defended what he's done in the second half of these playoffs by saying hey okay. everybody thinks Josh Allen is all world but Josh Allen had three chances That's with that right. game twenty seven twenty four against That's the right. Chiefs and got three and out three and out and could go, barely get to like a forty five yard field goal. That's Brock right. Purdy's went down there and won games. So That's right. Hey, more power. I can do it. I I don't want to sit in there and stare down defense. In the I'll eye. be rooting for the so, Niners, but I don't. I I think Patrick Mahomes, you know, if he has the ball last, is going to get the job done because that's the way they script. Yeah. And Taylor yeah, comes on to the yeah. field and with Mr. Pfizer, and they have the a field. big and they have a big they, they, uh, yeah. rock rock they shows up. Yeah, they can. Roman Reigns shows a, up. Yeah, shots. Roman yeah. Reigns. He's probably gonna. You know, he's gonna. He's gonna spear Christian McCaffrey because his contract's running out. They don't need him anymore. 
<laughs> Taylor's gonna be part, jump on stage with Usher in her in her '87 jacket. Yeah, it's all in the script, bro. And everybody's gonna go. Oh, Taylor's here! Album. Oh my god, Dude, she's here! With her four album of the year awards. Yes, that's right. I think the best part. I think the best part is they're wearing Chiefs gear that was designed by the 49ers fullback's wife. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't now know. she's got to deal with the NFL. Yeah. Now, if I'm Kyle Eustich, I'm telling like, you can't make no more gear for them. Not not this week. No, she's got to take the stitches. You got to take the stitches out of your hand. You know? I love it. <laughs> so. Fantastic. All right. All right. Uh, All thanks, right. Corey. You're the best, as always. Great stuff. Uh, even if you're wrong, absolutely, man. Brock Purdy, I love spear. you. Brother. Check out, check out an act. Check out an yes, act. If you I gotta get a go. Chance. I, I gotta know go. you'll be out there soon. You got to. Yeah. And everybody, how much was the ticket? Super Bowl. Uh, tickets were not cheap. Uh, they ran about four hundred eighty bucks a pop. Wow, wow, worth it? I guess w- worth it. Maybe. Absolutely. Well, you know, you, I, I, I don't have okay. another life that I know about, so I'm no, cool with there it. There you go. You no, know? absolutely. You know, if, if making memories, it's what life's all about. It's worth it, then. Absolutely. absolutely. You can't take, what else are you, you going to spend it on? A steak? You. you know? Yeah, a, exactly. A, 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 yeah. That's what a burger and two beers cost you down in the strip, so might as well. Absolutely. Exactly. It was either that or either that or like an appetizer at Smith & Walensky. Right. What do you want? Exactly, <laughs> but you're, you, you eat them and they're gone. No memories whatsoever. Exactly. Bacon wrapped exactly. shrimp weren't even that good. All right, my friend. Exactly. Great, to, great to All chat right. with you. We got to take a break. Take care. Uh, I get. We got to get to the comments section here as well. Um, oh, and I, uh, there's some good comments coming in, so I got to get to those. Uh, we'll take a quick break. We'll come back on the other side. Don't forget the Golden Diamond Source is the place you need to be. It's Valentine's Day. They got specials all over the place. If you're going to get engaged, you've been thinking about it, pull the trigger. Head on over there and tell them, here's my budget. Uh, get your 0% financing from three to five years. See how much you can, how big a ring you can get with all those things going for you. Great prices, great selection. They'll take care of everything. They'll box it up for you. Make the presentation perfect for Valentine's Day. If you're not getting engaged, you just want something sparkling. You don't know what to get. They know all the trends. They got all the stuff. So you just go in there and say, hey, here's my budget. I want to get some earrings, bracelet, necklace, something for my honey. They'll take care of everything. That's why they're so great at the Golden Diamond Source. 3800 Olmerton Road, always online at thegoldendiamondsource.com. Easy in, easy out. All right, back in three with your comments, and uh, we'll have some news from the Valspar Championship as well. Tracy Wester, tournament director, scheduled to join us with some breaking news. Who's coming in the field? We'll find out. Stay with us. JP here for the Jeeves Law Group, J-E-E-V-E-S. Call for a free case evaluation, 888-9-JEEVES. That's 888-9-J-E-E-V-E-S. We're local, we're trusted. The law firm brings over 80 years of combined legal experience focusing on clients in Tampa Bay, the state of Florida, and national class action cases. If you're injured, get that free case evaluation, no cost to you. The Jeeves Law Group's focus is on auto, truck, and motorcycle accidents, as well as class action and consumer protection law. Scott Jeeves is a board-certified civil trial lawyer and a certified circuit court mediator practicing in the Tampa Bay area for over 30 years. You hear him on the show all the time. Great guy, big Gator fan, and great for the community. The Jeeves Law Group is a highly skilled team with years of experience that will apply their skills, expertise, and knowledge to assist individuals who have been in an accident 
with compensation for damages, lost wages, medical expenses, pain and suffering, and property damage. Get that free case evaluation, 888-9-JEEVES. That's 888-9-J-E-E-V-E-S. JP here for the Geddes Gordon Real Estate Group and our good friend Jane Geddes. Folks, simply put, there is nobody like Jane. Jane is a former LPGA two-time major championship winner. She was also vice president of talent relations at WWE. She also has a law degree from Stetson. So if Jane can drain a 10-footer to win the U.S. Open and stare down Hulk Hogan in the boardroom, you want Jane on your real estate team to not only negotiate the best deal, but find you the perfect home or investment property. And when you work with the Geddes Gordon Group, you become part of the real estate family and get concierge services that include expertly staging, marketing, and preparing your home for sale. Advice on golf properties. Hey, you might even get some golf tips. Many of their clients become friends long after the sale or purchase is completed. It's all part of the deal. So if you're looking for that perfect home or investment property or trying to get top dollar for your home, go with Jane Geddes and the Geddes Gordon Group because there's nobody like Jane. Call 813-485-6808 or go to geddesgordon.kw.com. That's G-E-D-D-E-S gordon.kw.com or call 813-485-6808. JP here for my good friends at Italiano Insurance, and they did it again. Once again, Italiano Insurance stepping up with the best customer service. I was in a bind. My old insurance company, my auto insurance, jacked up my rates, so I called Charity at Italiano Insurance, and she stayed till 9.30 at night until she got my insurance done. And guess what? She searched all these companies for me. I didn't do the work. She did. Saved me $1,000 on my annual premium, $1,000, folks. That's real, real money. And that's what you get at Italiano Insurance. Great customer service. And here's another note for you, by the way, with hurricane season up, 40% of people in Florida are underinsured. That means if you have something happen during a hurricane and you need replacement costs, you're gonna get 40% less than you deserve. Can't let that happen. Call the folks at Italiano Insurance and get them uh, to help you out in both those regards. It will save you money and keep you insured properly. That's 813-877-7799. Great folks in the community. Been doing it for over 60 years. Italiano Insurance. 813-877-7799. Let's go. Right now. Back to the show on FanStream Sports. All right. Welcome back to the J.P. Peterson Show. Uh, we're going to have some breaking news coming up from the Valspar Championship in just a little bit with Tracy West, tournament director. Uh, but first... My man, Nick Geddes, has to respond to that blasphemy that Corey Long was just spewing over here about Brock Purdy. You know, I'm just so over the uh, the Brock Purdy detractors the out there. I'm just, I'm so over it because he's not your favorite quarterback. He's not visually appealing to the eye. To, you know what he is, JP? He's the, <laughs> he's the people's winner. quarterback. He that's is, right. And I don't think Baker Mayfield is better than him. I don't think that's a hot take. Uh but you know what? Him and Baker have a lot in common because they are not what the standard NFL quarterback looks like, and they both have gone on to have success. Brock Purdy looks like he dresses at Coles. Okay, that's right. That's and right. by the way, I'm okay with that. Brock Purdy. There's nothing Brock wrong Purdy, with Coles. There's nothing wrong with Coles. I shop at Coles. Hell, this this I'm wearing this right now. I got this from Sam's. I got Sam's. Re- Club I got reward points like Kirk Cousins at Coles. Exactly. There ain't no right. shame at all shopping at Coles. That's what Brock Purdy Damn looks right. like. He doesn't have the liveliest arm. He doesn't have the physical attributes. But you know what he does not have? not dating it's, Taylor Swift. But you know what he does have, JP? He's got a 21-5 and five record Damn as a right. starting quarterback in the NFL. Should be 21-4, and four, by the way, because he had he, he freaking 
injured his arm like on the second drive of the championship game, so that shouldn't count as a loss in my opinion Thank for his you. record. Thank so you, you know what? Screw it. He's 21-4. and four. He makes more high-level throws than anybody else in the league. The tape shows that. Sorry that you just want to get caught up in narratives, but the tape shows he makes high-level throws, very difficult ones. He pushes the ball down the field actually more than anybody in the entire National Football League, including all your favorite quarterbacks. But I have to hear on and on and on about, well, any quarterback in the league can go there and do the same thing. You don't know that. Football is not that simple, and everybody always loves to say, well, if you put Justin Herbert in his situation, they would win the Super Bowl every year. I don't want to hear about Schmerbert, okay? You don't know that? that dude, that dude was a top-five pick. He's 30-32 and 32 as a starter, and we yeah. propped this guy up. We paid him $60 million, like he's so goal. What, because he could throw a football 80 yards? Nonsense. Brock Purdy is a very, very good quarterback in the National Football League, and you know what? I was going to pick the Chiefs to win the Super Bowl. I was, but you know what? Corey Long has changed my mind. I am riding with the people's quarterback, okay? The The people's people's quarterback. His name is Brock freaking Purdy. I love it. The pride of Iowa State, baby. The pride of Iowa State, baby. Go Rocco Beck's the next one in line. That's right. Damn right. Yeah, I'm, I'm, listen, um, we're going to be talking golf here, so might as well get the Super Bowl picks out there now. It's hard not to pick Patrick Mahomes. It's so hard, but I just can't. I, I can't do it. I just can't do it. I, I, I my gut just will not allow me to do it. I'm too much. I'm too much. I'm in the John Lynch camp. I'm rooting for Brock Purdy. I'm rooting for the 49ers. I I'm sorry. I just can't take any more of the Mr. Pfizer and Taylor and and Pat Mahomes and State Farm and all the freaking commercial. I'm done. I'm just done with it. I'm over. I'm over it. And I'm going to be, you know, I'm not going to sit here and tell you guys to put money on the 49ers. I can't tell you to do that. Just, I'm doing prop bets and I'm going under on almost everything for guys because in terms of rushing yards, receiving yards, I think it's going to be a defensive game. That's where all my money's going. But I'll be rooting for Purdy, the people's champion. I love that. I absolutely love it. All right, quick break. When we come back, uh, Tracy West is going to join us from the Valspar Championship Tournament Director. We've got some field announcements and a whole bunch of fun stuff that's coming up. So we will talk some golf with Tracy when we come back. Stay with us. JP here for the Geddes Gordon Real Estate Group and our good friend Jane Geddes. Folks, simply put, there is nobody like Jane. Jane is a former LPGA two-time major championship winner. She was also vice president of talent relations at WWE. She also has a law degree from Stetson. So if Jane can drain a 10-footer to win the U.S. Open and stare down Hulk Hogan in the boardroom, you want Jane on your real estate team to not only negotiate the best deal, but find you the perfect home or investment property. And when you work with the Geddes Gordon Group, you become part of the real estate family and get concierge services that include expertly staging marketing and preparing your home for sale. Advice on golf properties. Hey, you might even get some golf tips. Many of their clients become friends long after the sale or purchase is completed. It's all part of the deal. So if you're looking for that perfect home or investment property or trying to get top dollar for your home, go with Jane Geddes and the Geddes Gordon Group because there's nobody like Jane. Call 813-485-6808 or go to geddesgordon.kw.com. That's G-E-D-D-E-S gordon.kw.com or call 813-485-6808. 
All right, this is for all you guys who don't want to go to the gym and do 5,000 crunches. At Bay Area Modern Medical Center, you can get on the new True Body Machine where you can reduce fat and tone up your muscle. It's like doing 54,000 crunches in just 15 minutes. Define your body as you see fit. True Body offers personalized muscle stimulation that delivers the equivalent of those 54,000 crunches in just 15 minutes. Just Get in touch with them at Bay Area Modern Medical Center, BAMMC.com. Chris Lugo and the team over there will set you up on True Body and get amazing results. Non-invasive with comfortable and little to no pain and zero downtime. You can isolate and target those areas that you want to improve and treat multiple areas simultaneously. It's an amazing machine, so check it out at Bay Area Modern Medical Center, BAMMC.com. Is getting a home equity line a good idea right now with rates so high? Well, I put that question to my good friend Scott Fitzgerald at American Mortgage Services, and he says it all depends on where you're at financially. Many of us with ridiculous inflation have been charging up those credit cards, right? At 29% interest, hoping to catch up, but that ain't happening. Those interest payments are killing you. So yes, a consolidation loan and tapping into that crazy equity in your house is a great idea. That strategy can drop your monthly nut by thousands of dollars and stop wasting money on those interest payments. Fitz the Mortgage Guy has done thousands of loans for the past 25 years in Tampa Bay. Just did one for a former colleague who was a manager for a big bank mortgage division. He knows Scott is an independent broker and can get him a way better deal than at his own big bank. AMS Tampa has way lower overhead and gives you the savings. So if you're worried about fees and closing costs, have the free consultation with Scott and look at the actual numbers. It may shock you what he can do. Be smart. Stay one step ahead. Email Fitz at Scott at AMSTampa.com, Scott at AMSTampa, or call 813-294-7595. Scott Fitzgerald, MLS 386-722. American Mortgage Services, 1000 North Ashley Drive, Suite 1020. Let's go. Right now. Back to the show on FanStream Sports. Peterson Show. Um, we love golf. We always talk golf here, and we love the Valspar Championship, our hometown PGA Tour event, and the tournament director, of said event joins us now, the great Tracy West. And Tracy, good morning to you, and congratulations on being named uh, best of the best in the PGA Tour for uh, Fans First, uh, being the great Fans First uh, event that you guys are. How are you? Congratulations. I am doing very well, JP. Uh, thanks for having me on. And, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll take those congratulations. Uh, basically, the PJ Tour has winter meetings like all the other professional sports have annual meetings, and they, they give out about uh, eight, nine different awards. But the, the one you really want to win is uh, the fan first uh, PJ Tour tournament. And we, we were luckily uh, nice. the recipient of that in December. So we're, we're, we're very proud of it. Well, that just uh, you know further solidifies what we already knew, that you guys do a great job bringing in the crowds. It's not just about golf. It's about so much more. Uh, especially the Saturday night concert, Cole Swindell this year. Um, you've had the great Toby Keith, who, who tragically just passed recently. But, um, you know, it's about making memories and made a lot of memories with Toby Keith, Rascal Flats. Who else have we had? Um, just a uh, who's who of country music there. Um, pretty yeah, cool Darius, stuff. Di- Darius yeah, Rucker. We, yeah. we, Darius Rucker last year. We've had Brad Paisley. We've had the Van Perry. So, um, Jake Owen. So yeah, we've yes. had, we've had some great acts and, uh, to have, uh, Cole Slindell 
uh, follow-up various. We're really excited about that, and people people are excited. So if they buy a Saturday tournament ticket, they get to go to that concert uh, for free, and it happens right after play on Saturday. One of the great uh, great perks at the Valspar. All right, do we have any uh, do we have any updates on the field today? What? Well, we might have a really fun thing to share with you. Are you ready? Yes. We have a drum roll. Yes. Okay. So here, here. High tech here. <laughs> yes. Here we go. Jordan Speed. Jordan Speed. Uh, awesome. Uh, he's yeah, one of the. Uh, 20, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, one in twenty fifteen. So our twenty fifteen champion, um, and really truly a fan favorite here. Uh, you know, Tampa Bay. You know, when he won, and you know, early in his career here, we kind of like adopted him as one of our uh, most favorite players uh, yes. here in the, the on the PJ Tour, and he's. He's very consistent um, in, in trying to play us all, almost every year. And so he's coming back. Um, so that's our big announcement for for today. And he's joining uh, some other great guys that we've, we're really fortunate to have some really nice early commitments. You know, we've had uh, Patrick, Patrick Cantley has committed. It's the first time he's played us since 2017. Yes. Uh, uh, Cam Young committed a couple weeks ago. He's uh, first time he's playing us. Xander Shoffley, Xander has only played us a couple times in the last, you know, X number of years. Get that X number of years. And um, <laughs> I like so it. there are some of the early commits, including, you know, Sam Burns, a two-time champion. Uh, certainly Taylor Moore coming back as our defending champ. Tommy Fleetwood. Let's keep, let's keep building, JP. We're actually yes. really excited. And we've got, you know, another five weeks to go. And uh, I've got a ton of other really good verbals in, in – uh, strong indications that other guys are going to be playing. So if this happens, we're going to have uh, one of our strongest fields, probably one of our strongest fields in quite some time, uh, you know, sans tiger, obviously, you know, people yes. get excited about that, but, um, that, but that no, was, we're was... really, we're really excited. Well, you know, tiger is playing a little bit here and there. You know, uh, He will be playing next week at the Genesis. That's uh, right. Yeah, I, not, I heard I that. Not, <laughs> I would not hold your breath for here. <laughs> okay. All right. I'm just chatting in. Never know. You never know. It's, it gets it's close by. He doesn't live far away. Uh, no, but this is going to be another tremendous field. And uh, I know we got a lot of new venues, hospitality venues. You guys add stuff each and every year. So tell me a little bit about some of the new things you got cooking. Yeah, we do. We actually have two new um, shared hospitality venues. Uh, so the first one is called the Dex Deck. And it is out by our 11th screen. Um, we used to have two hospitality facilities there, private hospitality facilities. We're not going to do those, and we're going to make it a shared shared hospitality so people nice. can buy a ticket. Uh, so, yeah, it's a $250 ticket, $225 or $250, depending upon the day. And includes open bar, all you can drink, um, and then food for purchase. Great views of the 11th uh, green as well as the 12th tee. And it's going to be a really fun, cool build. And nice. then we have our most premium ticket that we've ever tried to do. Um, so we're fortunate that the Packard's restaurant as part of the Copperhead Clubhouse is being completely renovated. Um, so we're going to take that uh, venue over on mm -hmm. Friday and Saturday, and it's going to be an ultra premium ticket. That So it's a two-day ticket that will have access to that clubhouse breakfast, omelet stations, a uh, ton of great food, raw bar, whole ball of wax, open Ooh. bar, cigars, jewelry cleaning, we'll clean your sunglasses. Uh, and then you also have seating on uh, our new upper level uh, double decker sky boxes on 18. So Ooh. really nice premium ticket for, for someone that, you know, uh, valet parking, parking right in that, you know, the, the parking lot right in front of the clubhouse. It's a, uh, 
it's a, if you want to treat yourself, it's a really great opportunity to experience the tournament in the best premium way that we've ever done. That sounds like uh, ladies out there. And we have plenty of ladies who listen, Tracy. So if you're looking for something to buy your honey for Valentine's day, mm, I think that yeah, absolutely. Would... <laughs> called, called the top, yeah, exactly. Big day. It's called the Copperhead club presented by Lexus. Um, I love and it. And there'll be gifts and lots of good stuff. All right. So now where can everybody get tickets? ValsparChampionship.com, correct? Correct. Yep. So every, you can buy all our different types of tickets online. Uh, everything from, you know, our basic grounds tickets all the way up to some of these hospitality tickets that we've just talked about. And then, um, JP, reminder, kids 15 and under are free. So it's a great family activity. Um, awesome. Affordable family activity to come out and do. Uh, and then we have Military, so active duty uh, or military retired um, get two complimentary tickets each day, uh, and then veterans get a discount on on a couple of tickets each day, and they get to go to our Patriots Outpost uh, presented by Pinch a Penny, which is on our fourth green, and we give them comp beer and uh, soda nice. and water, and as well as uh, uh, Chick Fil A and uh, wow. pizza, lots of lots of good stuff. Fantastic. So for veterans, active duty, get everything can be found at ValsparChampionship.com. Uh, Take advantage of all those those uh, great opportunities. Hey, real quick, Tracy, before I let you go, because you're you're tied into so many tournaments in the business of the PGA Tour. Is there anything you can tell us about um, the, the new investment group that's coming in to help the PGA Tour vis-a-vis um, live golf? And how, can we... Uh, is there any peace being made in this deal? What What's happening on tour? Yeah, absolutely. So so basically the PJ Tour is creating a commercial um, side of their business called PJ Tour Enterprises. And that's what these new venture capital investment uh, guys are, are buying into. Um, and I know some of them. They're great guys. Um, you know, John Henry and Tom Warner, um, you know, Robert Kraft. From my time that I spent in Boston, I actually did know these guys. Um, yeah. So, we're really excited about what that investment can mean um, into golf and into the, you know, the ecosystem of golf. So really creating lots of new uh, technology and things that will enhance uh, tour tournaments, um, but also just in the, the, the golf atmosphere, um, you mm-hmm. know, so yeah. things like had top golf not been invented, they would have probably stopped, started a top golf, those sorts of things. Um, and then, so that's good. And that, so that's great for the tour perspective and for the players, obviously, because they're going to benefit financially from this. So that's, it's, it's a good thing. The piss and live stuff with Saudi Arabia, obviously that's still being worked on and, and needs to be worked out. So we're, we're, we're cautiously optimistic um, that in the next couple of months, um, some sort of partnership will be figured nice. out and, and where it goes from there and, what happens to the live players, all that still to be determined, but we're, we're hopeful that something will work out um, because, you know, it, it, a unified game would, would be nice. Yes. That's what we want. That's what we need. That's um, I miss that. I miss having the best uh, guys on tour turning in every, you know, Saturday and Sunday or going out to the Vals bar and seeing everybody together. It's just not, it's bad for golf what we're doing right now so hopefully we can get it all together well tracy thanks for taking the time thanks for thinking of us to get the jordan spieth announcement out there fantastic so many fans will love to see him out there he's so interactive with the fans he's just he's one of the best so so glad that he's uh joining the field and thank you very much for doing for coming on we appreciate thanks, it all right have a great we'll weekend soon. yeah Bye. you too great tracy west there valspar championship uh dot com 
get all those uh, those tickets. All right, uh, before we go, I wanted to hit the raise a little bit uh, with you, Nick, after the signing of uh, or the extensions for Neander and Cash. Still haven't seen the money on the Cash deal, which I think is is interesting. I'll be see how Stu came off the wallet to keep his manager. Um, but we heard from the commissioner yesterday that he didn't want to comment on the Wander Franco thing, which was interesting. Um, kind of tells me things are very much up in the air. They don't know what's happening. So if they were going to bring the hammer down on him, I think he might have said something. So who knows? Maybe we may see Wander in a uniform, and all this will get. Um, I'm not straightened I'm certainly out. not. I'm certainly not banking on it. And no, I, I would. Think- I wouldn't bank on it either. But I just thought it was interesting that he didn't, you know, hammer him. So who well, knows? He, he, he never really gives many comments when it comes to the race. Even yeah. even even in our uh, our fight for a stadium and stuff like that. It's it's all about Oakland. And I get it because the Oakland situation is is crazy. <laughs> Where the Las Vegas mayor? Did you see that? Yeah, like, like hey, you better he, go back to Vegas and get a stadium, or go back to Oakland and get a stadium. Right. I'm like, oof, oof. I mean, that situation is a lot more. Uh, I think a little bit more uh, than the, trying to find the right word than the Ray situation. Clearly. Yeah. But. But it's it's kind of weird because he you know he also kind of said um, yeah they need to get that together in St. Petersburg too he he's never really said anything definitive about this quote new St. Pete plan he's never said anything um, you know positive or negative about it to be honest with you just like yeah they need to get it done they need to get it you know get get it voted on so and that's coming up in April I'm still a little dubious what what if that's going to happen so we'll see those shovels are in the ground right. I'm not going to, I'm not going to believe anything. I've, I've been to too many press conferences uh, when it comes to the stadium. So we'll see. All right. The great job, Nick, uh, to you, our thanks uh, to Corey Long who joined us today and also lead the camper from JoeBucksFan.com. Appreciate both of you guys. If you missed anything, you can always check it out as a podcast, this show each and every day on Apple, Spotify, anywhere you get your podcast. You can always go back and watch it on YouTube as well. Please like, and subscribe to the JP Peterson show and on fanstreamsports.com. Have a great weekend, everybody. Enjoy your Super Bowl. We'll be back on Monday. I believe Michael Lombardi is going to join us on Monday to go over the Super Bowl. Um, So Nick will be here as well, and hopefully we're talking about a Brock Purdy coronation. Let's hope so. Enjoy your Super Bowl. Talk to you on Monday.